Hey everyone, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast. These are my co-hosts. Introduce yourself simultaneously. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew is not that's not your name, Andrew. Do things it properly. Could be. They don't know me. <laughs> I love my it's... co-host, Colonel RPG. And... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh wait, you know what? I should have just did like <gasps> There you go. There, yep. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's uh, a different the that's accurate different feeling. It's a guest. Yeah, that's the that's our fourth guest. <laughs> no, like, I don't know why I'm Microsoft, saying that because I have Microsoft's what? Minecraft's gender neutral Steve. Is it a gender neutral Steve? Because he made very... that claim at some point, but it was a confusing claim given like the design of Steve at the time and the fact that Alex exists. Didn't, didn't and yeah, have I you thought noticed Alex that whenever there's any adaptation neutral. or comic or like toy or merch of Steve. He's incredibly white, and he doesn't look like that at all in the game at all. Hmm. There's like colorism, I think, going on with Steve. Oh, I yeah. think people just assume that if some guy's going to like colonialize an entire island, it's probably <laughs> a white guy. <laughs> you just you just look at his character model, and then you look at anything of that character model outside of the game, and you're like, you disagree about what this guy looks like in some key ways. I I think I always thought that like he's his uh he looks darker because of the beard but he he does have a beard right No like everything about him is he's he's just really pretty dark Yeah he, yeah Steve right. is just a, yeah, a, a he generally is. he's like a medium skin tone Medium skin uh, tone Medium yeah. rare Yeah uh cuz he's not like he's not star you know he's not like white white but he's not I guess it is brown, but I'm not like a it's not like a darker brown. You can know. see it in the arms. Yeah, it's definitely it's yeah. definitely uh But it is tanner than than normal white, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, I assume this... the idea here is that it's like a person, you know, like a, a castaway, someone who's been stuck outside all day, uh abandoned on an island. So they have like a, a slight tan. But the toys are like mm. Steve is either yellow or plain white, and you're like these are not the colors. Neither of these are the colors. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but I, I honestly thought Alex was supposed to be sort of gender neutral. I remember hearing something about that. Who's Alex? The red the, hair. The red hair, yeah. Oh. Are they, oh they, they, is, is there like another playable protagonist now or something? Yeah, you yeah, don't, you don't know that? You can no, choose Alex I or... I don't play console or like... It's not called. It's on PC. Any other version of Minecraft... I've been playing the same copy of Minecraft since beta, and like I have an uploaded avatar, <laughs> so I just, so like I've always been, like, uh, yeah. I think I play fair. as the kid from Bastion, if I remember correctly. Mm. Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I made a really kid, bad by which I mean the character myself. named the kid. This yeah. is the kid just rages for a while. Mm hmm. So. Uh, we have questions this week. But we do. are they real? Do. They are real. At least one <laughs> of them real? is. The other oh one, I, I don't know. The other one, Does Keith that... says it's real. But... What does that mean? You're what saying are the that words you play Civilization. Someone can make you're, up you're... fake questions. I Yeah. How does a question be fake? <laughs> you mean we can make up fake questions? We could. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Nobody yeah, would be the wiser. 
people can ask it's fake a, questions. It's a, conf- it's a confusing con. Well, like they don't, they don't, they're not sincere about wanting the answer. That's just yeah, I guess yeah. That's they just, just don't care. Normal just po- being. That's just normal polite conversation with people. Oh, <laughs> oh, look! I just received an email with a question. Hey, Keith, Colonel, and Andrew, <laughs> oh, why so are believable. you guys so amazing? Why are you so amazing? Oh, I man. like you so much. So you're so amazing. I like you. Oh, I, I love See? this. This anonymous viewer will never See, figure out who's behind these words. Never, ever. There's it's no clues <laughs> of any kind. No. I deleted the email right now, so you couldn't, you can't figure it out. And emails famously cannot be retrieved ever <laughs> once deleted. Never. Definitely not. We do have questions, though. Stupid bit. <laughs> it is a very stupid bit. What is the, uh, what is, so what is the question? Salutations, Keith, Andrew, Colonial. Impossible bird, ladybird, or Stephanie. They wrote ladybird with a space between, and I don't think that's how it's written. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if it's even like an official designation or just kind of like a, a half-assed thrown together thing. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, anyway, sorry, I am not great at writing emails or anything for that matter. Aw, no, you're good. Look at this. <laughs> it's like, it's good email. It's better than the other one that I received and deleted just before. I've seen better. (laughs) Okay. But I had a question for the podcast. (laughs) What are you people's... I do not mean you people in that weird derogatory... Oh, because it can be derogatory with you people. What is this? I don't don't mean it in that weird derogatory way since I was just trying to not say guys and could not find a word. It's folks is good. People is nice as well. I like folks. I like folks. Why are you folks? What are you folks? Anyway, the question is, what are you people's opinions on 4X games? I have always enjoyed them as a way to have a relaxed game playing experience that is still challenging. Anyway, though I have, uh, I may have a lot of differing opinions from you. Ooh, couching, couching our responses already and oh, they're not going to agree with us when we say things. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have a lot of, I may have a lot of different opinions from you. I really enjoy your podcast and some of your Let's Plays, but not all of them. So sincerely, thanks for doing what you do and have a wonderful <laughs> rest of insert the time period, which you have, uh, if you read this, I was, I think I was supposed to insert the time period. So uh, rest of the evening, I suppose, for me, for you guys, it's different. So that's the question. Okay. A lot of questions. That was. I also added some things in the middle, mind you. I, I was going to say, I feel like I got a little lost in that part <laughs> and <laughs> forgot the question long way. <laughs> what are your opinions on 4X games? Is the, is the, is the question, I think. The, ju- the gist of it. The short and the stubby. The short um, and the stubby. <laughs> it depends. That's an expression, I, I, right? <laughs> uh, no, not that I've ever heard of. But no. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like i've played so many of them i have genuinely played uh i don't know you can google them and probably like half the list that shows up i've played those games and i i feel like my only response is just like that's a lot of time Mm. all of them all of them are just like that's a lot of time people complain about monopoly but like these games exist (laughs) And they're not very short. Like, I don't know. It's, it's all of them. It could, from start to finish, you need to take so much time to learn all of the mechanics, how all of the builds work, uh, like what, like even just basic strategies of like, all right, so I need, you know, like 
take civilization. All right, well, I at least need to try to get myself to like the wheel stage or whatever, or like the place where I have wheels. So that way my at least my trading is fast enough to keep my cities alive so that if someone attacks me, I'm not going to starve to death. Like there's like these so much basic shit just to get a, a mediocre experience out of the game. And then from there, it's just like, OK, fine. Well, I'm going to see you in the next 500 hour match. And you're like, what? why? What is this? What's happening? Who's who's sitting here for this long? I, I don't know. It's and then you do that over and over and over again. That's I, th I think that's a reasonable explanation of what 4X games are. So for, for those who don't know, 4X is a, a portmanteau for uh, exploration, expansion, ex <laughs> this escalated very quickly extinction Ex uh, there, we go, there, we go. there we go we know this and uh so famous games like that is indeed civilization i love how confidently the list started and then just <laughs> ran out hard <laughs> yeah i couldn't i only got to two x um so yeah, so Civilization is a famous one for me. I I I played Civilization four for a little while. So yeah, it, I basically got to the point where I realized, oh, this. I, so if I want to keep playing this game, it's gonna be hours, uh, which is fine. It's absolutely good. But I, um, at the time, was lucky enough to find another forex game that isn't is not as famous, but it's it's pretty, it's pretty uh influential. Anno from. I don't actually know the name of the studio, but I played Anno 1404 uh, uh, back in 2011 or something, whenever it came out. And I was like, oh, this game is amazing because it takes away a little bit of the, um, or quite a lot actually, of the challenge and the sort of being attacked dynamic and the, um, and the you know, there's not there's not much way to for things to go wrong. It's just a matter of how do you want to grow your city? How, where do you want to put the buildings? Uh, and it's very it's a very simplistic game, all things considered. Uh, but I enjoyed I, I really enjoyed the aspect of of creating something that is, you know, strong or or uh, big, and having a big city in Anno fourteen oh four is pretty fun because you have to balance all the productions and all that. It's a game focused as well on production lines and and managing the needs of the people. Uh, a little bit similar, I would uh, think to. Uh, uh, what's the name of the, that one, uh, Tropico, right? It's a little bit closer to Tropico, because Tropico is a little bit closer to Civilization. I never played Tropico, I really should. Wait, what? But I'm a little bit. Is it? That, yeah, is isn't Tropico it a little more bit closer to Civilization? I, I guess, I, I guess I was thinking Tropico is, because isn't Tropico is you, you build, you have to build unique buildings? I thought it's closer to StarCraft than it would be to... Oh, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at screenshots. It is. It is like Anno. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It's not like civilization. Yeah, I was gonna say because uh, civilization is very like hands off. You just build a town yeah, and then off. it does it for you, kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think like Tropico is more like Starcraft or uh Rise of uh Rise of Nations. Um, mm -hmm. oh Rise of Nations, to, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Age of Empires, where you have to like build your act, like build the barracks, build the town hall, build the blah blah blah, and then build units from there. Because that's where I started, like, uh, it's, it's not even 4X anymore. Things like Pharaoh or Caesar or, uh, these are old games. Uh, I was thinking of another one. Oh, Crusader, obviously. Crusader and, uh, and, um, it's not just Crusader. It's the other one. Stronghold. Right. 
you guys ever play Stronghold? The original ones? I don't think I ever played Stronghold, no. And those were the time. Those are really old games, though. Uh, they were fun. They were goofy. Because they, they add really a lot of personality to every enemy and to every... To everything is like it's it's taken in tongue in cheek kind of thing, and you have to bring all the needs of the population into the castle and all that. Uh, and I think I, I growing up playing those games and just playing it for fun, not being really good at it, basically informed me later on in life to be like, oh yeah, this is what I like. And uh, Anna was I, I played Anna for hours and hours and hours, and um, I had some pretty enormous cities, and I was deep into into the strats and all that. But you're right. It's like the 4X genre is definitely the kind of the kind of genre that uh I, I know isn't like that, but everything else tends to be where you need to once you learn everything, then you figure out, oh yeah, that not okay. Now let's do a whole a hundred hour campaign here. Um and certainly things like Europa Universalis 4, which is I played a lot as well, and more recently Crusader Kings 3. I never got into Crusader Kings 2. So yeah. Those are pretty good as well. It's just more difficult to make content out of them, even though I am doing a Let's Play of Crusader Kings 3, but it's still difficult. Because, you know. Yeah, it is not a genre for me. <laughs> You've never played any strategy? You you played Age of Empires. Yeah, he has. He just doesn't like it. I, that's not a 4X game. But what if Age of Empires could become a 4X game? Then it would I would stop playing it. I don't even like RTSs that much, but like like it, there's a I huge mean, gap between R and RTS and Age of Empires. It's like the difference between Arma and Overwatch. Like it's yeah. a completely different scale and tone and so on, despite looking similar at first glance. Uh, you should, are, are you telling me you I, don't like I would, Twilight I would always Imperium sit theme? down for like a session of like Civilization Revolution or Civ whatever or some other game for like an hour, and it'd be like. Huh. And that this vague sense of aspirationally, maybe I'd I would like to like this game someday or something. Those are difficult. But then I'm always like, um, I gotta play this, I gotta play this in multiplayer to even get myself to even get through a game ever. Cause otherwise it's just like a contextless, like there's no like narrative to it, despite being kind of a narrative by nature. And like you're making a billion very tiny choices with very little context to like whether they're the good ones or not, and then they just kind of kind of just end up somewhere after like a dozen hours without that much understanding of which choices led to you being there because of how That's many true. choices you made along the way and then <laughs> yeah. it's like i guess that there's like this addictive like one more turn nature that always people people always talk about where you just kind of just keep play just keep making choice keep doing things there's always something happening but like i don't know it uh i mostly just feel like i'm just flailing blindly and the act of doing any better involves like hundreds of hours of research or playing the game for like as long as I've played Overwatch, basically, like just for just for a, a strategy game that I'll probably be playing alone still. And it's like that's a lot of effort to try to get good at something that I don't even know if I like yet and I won't play with anybody else. It's just like it's a very strange genre in that way. The only so like, yeah, in, that, in that way, the only 4X game I like is Twilight Imperium, which is a great tabletop experience. I think Civilization is a difficult game to get to love if you, if you're not like immediately in love with it. Um, especially, I think maybe because it is turn-based, because it is a game that every like, if you don't like it, you dread clicking the turn the next turn button because you're like, okay, more oh, shenanigans are gonna happen and I'm gonna need to learn more things. 
or you know um i i really think that you should like obviously it's up to you it's i'm saying you should give anno a try and i think you should but because the thing with anno is that it exercises more you of your and uh the try <laughs> fuck anno, anno did i say i, I pronounced anno. it wrong Good try. Yeah, Anno try. the try. There we go. Uh, edit, edit out the first attempt at that pun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't see it as I was saying it. Uh, but yeah, you should give it a try because it focuses so much on the production. It's like it, it focuses on the production and the, the the solving the needs of a population that you grow. And of course, you're also making a city at the same time you know, or, or an empire or however you want to deal with it. Uh, so it's a little bit like satisfactory mixed with Age of Empires, and uh, I always thought it was really easy to to learn more than Settlers, which is another franchise of similar scope, but it sort of went down the drain later. Uh, not that Anno hasn't, honestly, because the last few forays are a little bit weird, but older older I've only, ones. I've only really, really been able to handle RTSs that that end in like an hour or so. Uh, like the big mm -hmm. exception where it's like manage this place and solve its problems over the course of like a dozen hours and so on. Like that was a uh, frost punk. Frost punk was fun. Yeah. 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 I know he's a little bit like that, except more free in terms of where to put things. Frost punk was very centered around a certain place. Right. I don't remember exactly. I never played it. I have the game, but you, I never you're played. very stuck and the world is ending. Yeah. You live in a crater, and you're trying to outlast the, uh, the not the winter because everything's winter forever, but the super winter. You have to live through that, and that's the objective, mm, basically. I, th I think. Yeah, Frostpunk's great. It? I beat it. It's just been years. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's and at the time, think. I liked it enough that I was like, I should go play all the other campaigns because they have like variation campaigns of different scenarios. But mm -hmm. you know, then there's the part of like, do I play this game for? one month or several months because other games could be played in that time and then it's like oh maybe i'll never play this again it was really well received um yeah frost punk's really good was yeah the whole time you're making moral choices which uh is the thing where certain people reveal themselves to like andrew essentially to just like <laughs> not consider morality at all in video games and just be like well this, this is obviously the min max choice and then look not even vaguely like pa give pause when it's supposed to be like oh man do i do the really bad thing or the thing that it might actually increase the survival in the long like it's kind of that ruthless narrative where it's like the the things that are framed as bad also might be either easier or more likely to actually succeed in the long run at keeping everybody alive so it's justifying doing bad things and you have to kind of go back and forth on like that approach kind of like how when you're in papers mm. please when you're making choices about whether or not to like give your like do i pay money to have air condition like a, a heating system and medicine for my various family members or, or and so on because i have to budget like caring for them i uh that's a, that, i think that's a fundamentally different perspective towards story building in games i think like i i'm okay with making immoral choices and and not even thinking of it as um, me making those choices. It's like this is the story that I'm creating, and and the characters in the story is they're bad. Like Tharsis was a little bit like that, uh, but it is easier on Tharsis because it's a shorter game. Tharsis is a simulator of a spaceship that goes to to a moon of uh, Jupiter. That's or that something. dice game. Yeah, 
but the, some choices basically mean that you kill and eat some of the the crew members and i never really thought of 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 it as like oh i i this is bad i shouldn't do that i shouldn't kill them because uh, it's just mechanical from it's just very immediately mechanical a mechanical option uh and, but the thing is, it doesn't let the fact that it is mechanical doesn't lessen the impact of this particular story went this way. Like just because, like I remember the first time I finished it, um, I I managed to finish it by the like by by so it was so such a thin margin, and and because it's a short a relatively short game, it allows me at the end of the journey to have a every it all in my memory and i'm just like looking back at what happened i was like oh man this this poor dude over here just f got through and uh and like saw all of his mates die and all that uh and and so like it's not i did that right it's it but also i, I suppose that also works because tarsus is four players so it's not really like this it's obviously you know this one character this one of i say four players but i mean four characters uh so it's a team-based thing so it, it's more, it's easier to dissociate, I suppose, suppose, with the options, in a way that you know, m playing Mass Effect, I, I, it, it's trickier for me to dissociate. Although I also dissociate with Mass Effect too, specifically with those options where you choose the option in the middle of a cutscene, whether it's a Paragon or, or a Renegade, and you don't know what happens. Anytime the option is something that I wouldn't have chosen, I'm like, this is the dissociation is real here. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it depends on the game. What kind of options is it in for in Frostpunk, for moral reasons? I mean, uh, it ranges from like the obvious stuff to like, do I water down our food supply and like make soup instead, essentially, in order to like make our food supply last longer at a at a nutrient deficiency for the population or stuff like that? To like, do I start a religion to control them better? <laughs> like that. Mm. Like, there's a range <laughs> of choices over the course of the game. Of like, and there's a lot of like times where you kind of make a binary choice of like, would you like to do like this kind of research or that kind of research? And they have like different moral implications of like which development and which direction your society will go in. So you essentially get like a series of upgrades or techs or buildings based on which choice you made throughout the thing. And usually the one that sounds like a better thing is also much harder. You mm -hmm. morality yeah. not on my gaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Crusader Kings is a little bit like that as well, where you have a lot more personal choices than not normal. Crusader Kings X is games. a lot, <laughs> but there's a lot of options that are a lot so, that are so much more personal, and I, there's a lot of morality there, but uh, a morality there. But I also find out that I don't really get affected when I play a tyrant. I'm just like I'll constantly being like, "Oh, my character is such a piece of shit. Like he just he doesn't care. He will kill everyone." And I'm just having fun with the mechanical aspect of the killing everyone bit. But not really caring about the fact that that it's it's completely immoral. But I think if the game supports that sort of immorality, if it and Crusader Kings absolutely does, because then everybody wants to kill you, uh, if you if you're a tyrant. Um, but if the game supports that sort of morality, I suppose that's that's always good. That's always more fun because you can't like it's like old games. I say old games, but old RPGs, things like Baldur's Gate. Being evil in those games is is actually just about seeing somebody be evil for the sake of it. There's no balancing act. There's just like, oh, a, a, a penny for me, please, and you kill them, and that's it. And then the <laughs> <laughs> there's no consequence. <laughs> uh, uh, like the guards maybe shows up. Actually, if you do that, 
if you do that, uh, the likely, unless you're seen, if you're seen, the guard attacks you, uh, then you kill the guard. Uh, and then that's it. The um, That's it, as in you continue to play the game. But if you, the guard doesn't attack you, the consequences are exactly the same as if they did. Uh, because you just lower your reputation, which means... I think in Mass Effect... Oh, sorry, in uh, Baldur's Gate 1, I think specifically there's no, like, wanted state. There's no... Like, you can be evil and nothing happens. Nobody wants to send you to prison. Just like... Okay. <laughs> it it was always kind of funny. They're... they're to think about because they're games and RPGs that are so influential and people talk about them as as uh as these big adventures where you have to make choices and all that but most of the choices that you make tend to be like how do I get the best result it's it's the whole thing about fall one all over again old RPGs tend to be like that is how do you get the best solution for this quest and and figure it out not really oh am I is is what I'm doing right or wrong it's like who do I need to talk to to make this this fellow get this house or whatever? Just because quests are like that, and it's it's more like a puzzle rather. And the in in the middle of the puzzle options, they give you one option to be like to be evil. And if you want to be evil, sure, but it, the consequences are usually you get to see less characters. Yeah, there's earlier there's early RPGs like Fallout One and Two, or Fallout One is the one I can speak to, where like yeah, like the. So much effort goes into just trying to parse the logic of how to proceed at all in the game that it's really hard to stop and think about morality or even whether or not other options exist because it took you so long to figure out one option at all that you're just like, how the fuck, what do they want from me? And you're like trying <laughs> to figure out which of the 75 identical NPCs might be the one that you interact with. And then like, what is the logic of this quest? And also like, is it a quest? Because it's not because like I talked about before the game has like, I don't know, let's just say it has 50 quests and your quest log in the entire playthrough gets like three quests <laughs> and like <laughs> for some reason and the other like 47 never show up in your quest log so you just have to think you know which ones are quests and have and can be followed up on and try to remember what the NPC said about where to go next and like a lot of the time it's just like yeah it's it's like it's really hard to think about the morality because it's like, like there's something to be said about how like it's kind of maybe too handholdy sometimes when like a Bioware game or even Frostpunk just throws the morality as a choice on the screen to some extent. Uh, but like there's a lot of games where it's, you can't even think about morality because you're struggling so hard just to figure out how to even proceed at the game that you can't be like, oh, and, and I also have an encyclopedic knowledge of all my options. It's like, no, I, I banged my head against a wall for an hour and then I found one option. And I'm like, I guess that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, it's, you can't, I mean, I you can't tell which ones are you like getting it and not getting it, which ones are stat things blocking you from accessing things. Cause like, the way the dialogue and so mm -hmm. on often works is that entire parts of the game are just a secret if mm -hmm. you didn't get access to the being shown it. So then you don't mm -hmm. even know if you're making a choice or not or, or what or if you're being backed into having one choice. And it's a uh, it can be frustrating. But you also see that that mechanic or sort of that design in Oblivion and Skyrim. Uh, Maybe. Uh, and and uh, sorry, in Morrowind like in particular, years. you see that. Yeah, Morrowind in particular, you see that. Where, uh, like, you find a witch. Well, actually, you find the barbarian naked in the woods. And, like, the whole quest is about where is the witch? It, it isn't about let's tell the barbarian that maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't try revenge. Revenge is bad. And also, why are you barbarian? What is this? What, is, what setting is this? You're just a Nord. 
Uh, but um, but like there, it's not the, you don't engage directly with the quest in in the normal in the in a way that normal people do. Like you can as a let's player, and I think certainly as let's players we tend to have a much we have much more freedom to ramble about things that aren't necessarily where the game is going. But if you're playing the game just by yourself, especially in the context of normal gameplay where people play the games to beat them, you're like, okay, I have this quest. This barbarian is naked and needs his axe. Where's the witch so I can get the axe? And so you're not really, you're not even as a player, you're not really thinking of what you're going to do when you find the witch, even though that's something that normal people would do. You're, you're, you're thinking, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen when I find the witch rather than what am I going to do, right? And that's what happens. Like in Morrowind specifically, I don't know if you ever did find the witch, by the way, Keith. This is a very famous quest in Morrowind. Um, I don't remember but... it. I, I, I honestly <laughs> would struggle to tell you what the plot of Morrowind was, and I played it for a while. <laughs> I can't not, blame you. I, know, I don't know. I, know if, the plot. I feel like they've never made a memorable narrative like Bethesda. I wow. know the plot very well, but I, I can't blame you for that. <laughs> It's, it's um, just like the moment to moment of expl like Morrowind was memorable because I had to like figure out my bus routes and like mm -hmm. figure out how to navigate the world and like and kind of unfold that yeah, over that's... time. But the actual <laughs> narrative of it is completely like lost. I don't remember at all what it was. I remember I... that I had to figure out where the guy was in the opening town and he was in the opposite corner of town. That was like, oh, that's what this game is going to be. You have to follow these directions and so on. As mm -hmm. opposed to just chasing markers. And that was neat. I know exactly where but it is. I hate Bethesda storytelling. <laughs> uh, yeah, Morrowind in terms of storytelling, it works really well if you've played the game th two or three times already and read things about it. And then you, you can appreciate the game very well, like when you play it. But I think on a first playthrough, it's it's really like it's as you said, it's it's about it's all about the, the minutiae of the minute to minute gameplay It's about the bus routes. It's about the figuring out how to repair your weapon and maintain it in good shape as you go through dungeon to, to dungeon because it's a dungeon crawler at the end of the day. Uh, and it's uh, and, and that's why I was saying like the, the when you do find a barbarian that is naked and looking for an axe that a witch stole your your uh, objective is how do I ma navigate this level? Or it's not a level; it's an open world. But still, how do I navigate this area to find a witch? And 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 so you don't worry about the options. And I think even so, but what I'm trying to say is that you see that sort of me mentality and sort of design sensibility in older RPGs as well. And that's I think why it's so refreshing. Mass and why Dragon Age and Mass Effect are so refreshing, basically. And I think I mean The Witcher as well, in, in from from a AAA standpoint, is bringing what old school RPGs always wanted to be in regards to choices and morality and all that. They always wanted to be. They always said that they were. And in a way they were kind of, but not really to new players. And and they bring that to to a mainstream audience by just having your characters be like, oh yeah, well that Alistair, for example, in in Dragon Age, oh that guy, he, he killed this guy. It's either him or me. And then you have to make a choice. It's a very blatant choice, but still, you know. There's just a whole thing to be said about, yeah, like whether or not the audience understands what they're doing and can feel the thing or if it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, this is what happened. The end. <laughs> like, oh, OK. <laughs> like uh, it might have been my mistake or whatever the fuck. But like I do remember like I did the I did my playthrough of Deus Ex Human Revolution and I was just trying to like beat the level. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's like the tutorial of the game. I'm trying to figure out where to go and what I'm doing and so on. And like everyone was losing their shit. And I didn't save the hostages. I'm like, the hot, the hot, where were they? 
I didn't oh, even right. see them. I literally didn't see them. I'm like, where were That's they? That's really poor. That's really poor that they designed it like that. I commented, I did the same thing as well. Because especially as Let's Players, like, we want to talk to everyone. We would actually want to stop when people are having conversations and record the conversations because they're good. And so but what Deus Ex Human Revolution does, what you're referring to, is basically the first level that you're dropped into is a level full of people. And you, if you want to have the good ending for the pre first quest, you need to skip that whole level. And you, you don't know if you're going to come back to that level. You just skip that whole level. That's what you. That's what you should do. So what you did, Keith, most likely is just you went around and talked to people and did quests. Well, I, th I think. I think that's a different thing. <laughs> I think there's is another it? thing oh. where you get punished for taking too long in the part where you hang out at the base, even though you've, you're given yeah. zero indication that there's a time that's limit. That's the start. But I think yeah. that in the level, in like the tutorial mission or whatever, I think there's just like hostages in a place that you need to find, and like if you don't know, mm. if you don't notice where they even are, then. You just completely miss them and you just end up walking into the room that has like the final hostage negotiation with that one guy. And then that's no, you're it. Mixing that's it that's the end of the level. You're mixing it up. Uh, it is the same thing. Those are the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to interpret why everyone was mad at me. I mean, ultimately, I missed the thing, so I don't know where it, it was. Yeah, the game doesn't make any sense. I was like, no, it, I didn't. I didn't get the hostages killed. You did, video game. Why did you? Why did I arrive not on time? Why, why didn't you arrive an hour earlier so I could talk to my co-workers? Or something. It's just silly. It's it's a silly thing. I didn't like that. Because what happens, and what I yeah. did the first time I played the game, is uh, I went around and obviously got everybody killed by, you know, doing the level that I was in and talking to the people. Uh, and then I just, when, as soon as I finished the second level, by, you know, doing a whole thing with stealth and all that, I realized, oh, okay, reload. That's what I did. I reloaded and skipped the first level so I could do the second level and get the good ending, mm -hmm. which is not a good experience for a first player. It's really annoying because you're playing the same levels over and over again. And I definitely yeah. did that the first it's time. It's not like pathologic where you're like, oh, I made a I made a long series of decisions, but I ultimately basically failed this day and I need to figure out how to do better next time. It's just like, oh, no, yeah. some bullshit, <laughs> just just some yeah. bullshit wasted my time and I get to replay a whole level for no reason now. Yep. Yep. Oh, man, that's a good comparison. They use X Human Revolution against Pathologic. Pathologic's one of my go to games about why every other game is bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's definitely that meme with, with a buff dog within the the one that's like whimpering oh yeah that's just the whimpering dog the, the two the two shiba you know, mean, yeah. yeah the uh <laughs> <laughs> i love it's, that it's just path, pathologic and breath of the wild are both variations of just like hey what if open worlds fucking served any purpose and aren't just like a weird time wasty thing where you just kill time and that's that that's the, the only reason the product exists and so it doesn't really have any like demands on you and such and and thus in turn you don't have demands on it and you just kind of like quietly coexist boringly like that's what mm -hmm. open world games usually are it's just like what if i gave you five billion chores and you can get to them like whenever man and like that's that's just the genre like <laughs> and you're like wow look at me i I cleared an entire region of Ghost of Tsushima of the 75 identical outposts to clear. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the game is good, like, if, if it feels good to play and do that over and over again, I suppose it's all right to have an open world that is just there to, like, feed you things to do. Like... If it's uh, oh, a good example is that puzzle game that you played with trees and and trunks. <laughs> it's an open world game. <laughs> what? Do you remember that? I don't remember. 
Uh, what was the name uh, of the game? Monsters Expedition? Uh, that doesn't sound right. Monster? I think it is. Monsters? You knock over trees and you roll them around and it's a museum of them trying to interpret what human artifacts are. That was called Monsters Expedition? That's the least relatable. There's no monsters in that game. You're on a monster and you're an expedition. You're the monster. You're in a I museum. I know, it makes sense, but it's not, not on the gameplay level. Yeah, that game, that game. Trees so and trunks. It, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's open world and you just do things. I think that that's all right. It's not really open world, but you know what I mean. It kind of is, right? Uh, I mean, it's a non-linear puzzle game where the world... You solve puzzles to unlock the next levels, but levels have multiple solutions that lead to multiple levels. So it's a big branching path into that just kind of... There's an ongoing thing, like, I think since Steven Sauce's role, or maybe maybe it was around before that, but maybe that also inspired a lot of people anyway, uh, to just kind of have the world, it's the over, the hub itself be kind of a puzzle in its own right. Mm -hmm. Have that eat up some yeah. time. But I'm also thinking about Elder Scrolls. What, which one is the... What? Dark Souls 4. I forget the name of the game. Elden Ring? Uh, the Elden Ring. That's the game the... you're currently playing? Okay. I'm also thinking El of... Elder Scrolls. The fate, what? <laughs> no, the, it's the wrong the wrong Elder. Um, it's because uh, it is... Somebody just asked, like I was streaming earlier, and somebody came in and was like, so what is the point of this game? It's just to run around and, and, and beat up dudes. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically it. Kind of, yeah. And the reason why I like it is because I, I like the, the combat system. Like that's I like it a lot. And it's you know, it adds it adds to that, I suppose the open world adds to that a, a, a sense of self pacing and a self a sense of uh So it's both it's both the self pacing of the adventure, but also the fact that you can see pretty things in the meantime. It's not just dungeons and oppressive things. I suppose that it doesn't really add much in my my opinion, but some people like it, so that's fine. And self-pacing is always... I, there's no self-pacing for me. I will always beat whatever is in front of me. And I, will, mm -hmm. I will play for hours if I have to. And I did. Um, but it's good for other people. Like, the, you know, if you play styles... I think I think that's probably the biggest strength of Elden Rings is that it's... A, because it is open world and also because of the mechanics, it does support different play styles. It isn't the, the style of game that railroads you as much as Dark Souls did uh, in terms of... Uh, you have to learn to play it in a certain way or one of certain ways. You can, like, if you just want to shoot bosses from afar with a bow, then you can do that. If you want to use magic in a weird, janky way, you can do that. If you want to summon or uh, if you want to overlevel, if you just want to roam around with a horse and kill people from the horse, you can always do that. And, uh, I think You've that's always been able to do most of those in Dark Souls. Uh, just the magic in particular can sometimes be a bit of a, a build-up to get to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I don't know. I I do think that it's a lot more forgiving in that regard. Yeah, because you can be. just fuck off and do whatever you want infinitely, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you can run around the same field and kill people for seventy five hours, or you can like every single time you get stuck anywhere, you can just leave and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Well, it also yeah. leads to uh, an unusual quantity of getting stuck because of the fact that it's it's can the difficulty curve is like it's a. Uh, there's like a vaguely correct way to go through the game. Mm -hmm. So if you actually explore, there's a lot of finding out you actually can't explore as much as you thought in some ways because mm -hmm. the difficulty curve is so out of whack. If you actually try to do like, you know, experience your freedom that way, mm -hmm. that can be a struggle. 
Yeah, it's it, it's the kind of game. I wonder how good it would be if it didn't have level up mechanics. If you could just yeah, build like a if it was like a, just a kind of a flat, just yeah. go go fight these things, and you're always doing it at the intended difficulty. Yeah, I think it probably would be worse, or at least less well received. I'm not sure if because well, people like feeling like they're people. making progress one way or the other. Yeah, but all, not just that. I think it's uh, like it, it, the level up mechanics are definitely a way to allow people to have an easier time. Not about just having progress. It's just like knowing that, oh, now it's hard, but in the future it's going to be better. Uh, it's yeah. going to be easier because you need it to be easier rather than like I would love the bosses that I'm fighting right now to be a little bit, uh, a little bit harder. And, I just and often so... don't love it when you go around and you get... You get blocked not because the fight is hard on a technical level, but because the stats are just so out of whack that you're just so fucked. Like, <laughs> it's just one or two hits and you're dead, and you're like, ah, but... You did like, go to the the worst place, Keith. You did I just go mean like right this, Yeah, but there's, there's, but there's parts of the game where you're like, this is the asylum demon, basically. Like, it's so easy, but I have to play perfectly for a long time to win. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you get stuck in this gap of being like, I just want to beat, like, I don't want to leave a comeback because he's so easy, but also I've been fighting him for an hour because, you know, <laughs> and then people be like, isn't that a contradiction? And it's not. There, there are bosses that just are really easy, but also like fuck you stats, and you're like, this is agony. Because you're think, like, I, I have to, like, I can't stomach the idea of leaving and coming back because of how easy the fight is. Like, I can't, I can't accept the idea of giving up on it, but also like, fuck, it just kills me like instantly when I make one mistake and I have to like hit him like fifty times to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's if if the boss. If you need to be perfect in a fight, then it's not an easy fight. It's so difficult to be perfect. I I, I don't think I've I count I can I, I can't remember any it's, of it's the just, occasions. It's just but... agony when the goal of being perfect seems so obtainable because it's such an easy fight. <laughs> no, I can do it. Just what God? But it no, never not is, again. Though, when do you ever and fight then... a boss without taking a single hit? Uh, every now and then. I never surprises like that... happen. But I, the, uh... I think that has happened like less than five times through. All Dark Souls and Elden Ring to me. But like the it also, has never but also like the Elden other Ring. negative of the open world stuff is the fact that like then you turn around and you're like, oh fuck, I was supposed to find this a lot sooner, wasn't I? So you're like, this place is really cool and that boss is really cool, but because I didn't play it at the right time, it's like embarrassingly easy, and so it's not a very good time either. Like both of those mm -hmm. variations kind of suck, and so that's the bummer of the open world in that way. Is like on top of yeah. the, the the losing of the. The Dark Souls level design that you're used to. There's just the fact that like, there's just a lot of feeling that like, sure it's open, you have so much freedom supposedly, but if you experience much of that freedom, then you're going to be experiencing a lot of the game wrong, in a way that is more wrong than even I want to admit. Where like it's just like there's just a lot of content that just like you're when you're when you're either over or under leveled, it's just like a, not a great experience. I th I do think that the dungeon bosses, specifically talking about Elden Rings, uh, the dungeon bosses, because the, there's a distinction between, in, for those who don't know, uh, to give context, there's basically a distinction between a normal boss and, and a boss that's like a, a mini side boss. You get into a dungeon and you solve a puzzle, that's a dungeon, and then you get into a boss arena and you fight a little boss. I think most of those are always going to be really easy, because even on, even on my level zero samurai, I was, I was killing them 
without issue. Like, it's a lot easier with a lot more health and a lot more damage. But I struggled I think... more, but that's because, like, two hours into the game, I went directly into Lyrnia <laughs> and then was fighting all of yeah. those dungeon bosses instead. <laughs> the cats? The cat? <laughs> Did you find the cats already? Yeah, I've fought a, f a few different I... versions of them now. Yeah, the cats do a lot of damage. Oh, you're th yeah, that's why you're talking about the, the one-shot kill. Yeah, the cats are... <laughs> they are very, very brutal. And it's kind of funny that you say you, you died. You had to do to be perfect. Is that is the cats that you're talking about being perfect? No, no. I, when oh, I said Asylum okay. Demon, I meant it. Like, it was the fucking... Was oh, one I, of those, oh, yeah, I've seen that. One of the tree dudes was just, like, agony. And it was even more frustrating because I'd beaten one of them before. So it was just one of them, but with <laughs> one more trick and also way higher stats. And I'm like, no, I can fucking win. I can do it. It's and so difficult. it's like, here comes That's a fucking unabridged. It's like my most embarrassing unabridged video, but here it comes. <laughs> That's why it's, like, it's not a fight. It's not a boss that ever should have earned an unabridged video from me, but I wouldn't leave. <laughs> so here we and go. You have to make an unabridged video. You must not lose footage. I mean, at some point, there's just... Well, yeah, it's like I do the edit. I do the one where I make a good video where I edit correctly, and then I also yeah. do the unabridged video because I'm like, well, fuck it. Here's my hour of agony. And then everyone's like, here's all the things you were doing wrong. It's like, yeah, I know. I, I, I lived that. <laughs> and then I also, like, already edited a version that isn't full of the mistakes that you're complaining about, but okay. And then we all it's have difficult. a good argument. <laughs> It's difficult editing a boss that you spend a whole time, a lot of whole lot of time fighting. Yeah, like what the fuck is the correct, the ideal experience or like video to make that of that? Because if we cut out a lot, because uh, like the first problem I find is that you don't want to have just half fights. But usually, like ideally, that would be the best. It'd be like like this bit of a fight that you lost eventually, but just include a little bit where you go, oh, I see where he's. That's the call. That's the. That's like the, the telegraph, I understand. And then another bit where you're like, oh, then he does this weird attack. And like, normally you would edit it like that, but that's super weird because you're just skipping fights and the health bar is going up and down and you're not yeah, really it's, dying. it's confusing. That's bad, right? So you want to include just the fights where you learn the most rather than, or are more, more exciting, I suppose. But then there's a, lo a whole lot of other fights, especially the ones where you lose a lot or faster. Those are the fights where you learn the most. So for me, I've 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 found out that even if I include a lot of the deaths uh, at the end, the last fight is gonna be me being like super over nine thousand level and just be like, oh, I know all this stuff. This is the fight that I win, and, and I do. Uh, and because uh, you know it's the last one, I'm thinking specifically of the Tree Sentinel, which is one of the first bosses that I fought with a, an early game character. It took me an hour and a half. It's a good uh, boss. It's a good boss. I had fun. Getting pretty tired of all the horse people. <laughs> I, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't love fighting things with horses, honestly. Oh, I don't fight them on the horse, but I. No, I mean like you, the, you anything mean, on a horse. Should. I'm getting a little tired. It's a of. lot easier. No. They run it around like lunatics, not... and also I have a short range weapon, so yeah. There's a lot of frustrations there. Mm -hmm. uh, I can imagine. And also there has fuck you levels of attack range where I'm just like I. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I started out I with knew. a katana, which is enormous, and, and now I have a stock, which is even bigger. My my strategy in the game is just to be a boss. Is that I want everyone else <laughs> to feel like they are the player. And they're like, oh no, I shouldn't be here. I'm not high enough level, and I'm just running through like a train. Everybody's like, oh no. 
with a like big hunk, hunk yeah of tree. it's just it, it's really nice when i show up to a boss chamber and the boss is like oh no i'm not ready for this fight <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> and i just like hit it once it's like oh okay i'll stop please like it's pose just breaks immediately and it falls to the ground and i'm just like ha ha like that's that's the... why i like the dragon tooth in dark souls 2 yeah just, oh yeah, that's yeah. Dark Souls Two. I use that. That was the weapon I used. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's it's just it's too stupidly huge. It's like oh bonk flat. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And he doesn't even I, like. Uh, I, 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 pre <laughs> I predict some of my boss fights being controversial when they come out. Let's see. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you are using a faith yeah. build, so there's going to be a lot of times where you're just like, <laughs> you're just laughing as somebody just crumbles. Well, it's just I I I feel like the faith build hasn't given me that much of a benefit so far. Partly because really? like, yeah, I, I uh, most bosses if I try to spell cast, uh, I just die. <laughs> like spell casting is so slow in this game, and it almost never what? actually doesn't have damage to the point where my my faith scaling weapon usually is higher DPS than anything I could have casted in that time. Uh, so it's usually not really worth it. But, Are you uh, doing faith and intelligence or just faith? Just faith. I'm doing incantations, but also I have a faith scaling weapon too. Uh, but like every now and then, yeah, like I'll use the game's mechanics. And like that's <laughs> ever since I played fucking like the original Dark Souls playthroughs that started my channel. Those have always been controversial. Like, oh, you used mechanics of the game. You're supposed to literally beat the entire game completely alone with melee only and, and that everything else is cheating and you've ruined this playthrough. <laughs> And uh, so we'll see how people handle some of the boss fights that I use mechanics during. <laughs> For me, uh, some, uh, somebody was actually in my stream. They were saying, oh, you, you, you don't summon or you don't um, like you don't do. Horse yeah, you're not combat. allowed to summon. You're not allowed to use status effects. You're not allowed to uh, no, no, spell no, no. cast. <laughs> like... Um, I don't I don't use ashes of war and special abilities and whatever because I'm just not comfortable with them. I don't know them very well. Uh, and people were somebody was complaining that I don't like, oh, there's a new new from software game. Let's not use any of the new features and uh, and just play it like all the other games, which is a fair assessment of my particular play style. But at the same time, like I, I definitely don't don't think that people should should feel pressured to playing a, a game, any game. Uh, in in a in the correct way absolutely never play any game in the correct way just fuck the correct way uh, all the way up to sunday it doesn't matter but the, and th that is also part of the reason why i don't use any of the new mechanics because i know how i like to play and i i'm i'm gonna freaking play without summons and melee only even if i have to mash my head against a boss for an hour and a half and and just because yeah it's like playing the outer worlds without ever ever using any of the companion abilities just because I don't, I don't like that. I'm not gonna do that. I did that. <laughs> you did that. You did. You didn't use the companion abilities, or you used it. I had zero companions in my outer worlds. Oh right, game. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't. I don't know. I don't know what that world's like. I couldn't. No one could hold my stuff. No one could help me fight. It was just me, and a whole solar system, and I won. <laughs> and heaps and heaps of ammo because that game. And ammo. Yeah, oh, ammo. if you're gonna give so much, it might as well just not be a mechanic. I know, right? The game should not have ammo. 
It just shouldn't. A lot of games I, should just don't need to have ammo as a mechanic if they're just going to fucking give you a billion bullets all the time and they have no apparent weight or limits that are going to realistically happen to you. It's so I think weird. balancing that can be really hard sometimes. But so just don't. Just worlds, be like, fuck it. You have a gun and go bang, bang forever. The end. But the Outer Worlds doesn't balance it, though, because they have three types of ammo. Light, heavy, and energy. And it makes no difference what weapon you have. You have a shotgun... I think it is, those are the ones. You have a shotgun or a pistol, apparently that's light. You have a heavy machine gun or a sniper, apparently that's heavy. And, like, it, you're not balancing anything with the ammo. Because ammo is really good, like, if you find a, a really powerful sniper rifle, that, but you only have five bullets. You know, that's nice. That's good ammo. But what they did in the Outer Worlds is they just make it all the same. And then a large part of the exploration is you picking up ammo. And then you have thousands and thousands of rounds. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. That's another game that the open world in in that one particular planet shouldn't be open world. It should be dungeons. It should be it should be different planets. They should have made that different planets. What what are you talking about? I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> the outer worlds. That that uh, planet with a bunch of uh, acid and whatnot. Apparently, smells oh, like the, pl- the miserable planet. That's just miserable. miserable. Yeah, just they every second have... of being there is just like, why am I playing this? <laughs> Yeah, you just put put the effort into. I don't want to be planets. here anymore. <laughs> it was I. How do we manage to go from one game to another, complaining about all of them? Uh, stream of consciousness. It's like Vsauce. <laughs> it's like word association. Basically, you just kind of flow from topic to topic. Mm-hmm. And like all of us are doing our own thing at the same time. On our computers, or we're not. I'm not. I don't know. Shh. I mean, I am. I'm looking at a. <laughs> I'm looking at a Surrender. paused video of a Tesla flying and crashing. I never knew that cra- uh, car crash video uh, videos would be better with Teslas. They are. I like car crash videos, even though that's bad to like. <laughs> I, I don't feel I like, like car crashes like can exist dying. without somebody in the car, which is yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Well, Tesla videos might, because don't they drive themselves? <laughs> we finally have morally acceptable car crash videos. Yay! No, no one got hurt try. except Elon Musk. Fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what a blessing. The one thing he gave us was the ability to hate him and his stupid cars. I have no, no idea. No, I'm, just, I'm just on a, a fucking ramble. <laughs> I can <Forex> games. <laughs> Yay! I love that's the top yeah. <laughs> should make that a racing is, yeah, for that's X game. The, that's the I don't know. Go play Twilight Imperium. It's very hard to play. It's like it's like racing. even less likely to happen than D and D. We should make D and D happen again. I'm shocked I've played that. Many. Our problem is who. I will find the who. Who I will do this? I will commit. The best. To... The best I can think of is when we're done with Wilder Myth, that group might be able to meet up for D and D. Although then Brian would be like, "I play D and D Friday and Saturday. I don't know if I'm up for this." Like the, it's like Brian already plays D and D on Fridays. On fr- and then on Fridays we only have Bird and you. It's just the three of us most days. Uh, uh, Andrew's like doesn't exist outside of Sundays. Uh, and then like. Yeah, like it'd be, it'd be, like bird doesn't like D, so bird's out because bird doesn't like D, 
So like at most, we might be able to get it on Friday with you, me, uh, and Effie. And Brian, if he wants to do two D&D campaigns every weekend for the rest of his life, which I don't know if he's up for that. And then I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know rest. about Marty because Marty <laughs> has like a full time job. And I don't know what if he's ready to to put D&D back in his life. He's expressed interest before, but the logistics, who knows? Like it's D&D is hard to make exist. Marty didn't have a like, full time job when we were playing. No, he always has. But I just mean like, oh. his, you know. Yeah, when D&D is gone for a while, your life reorganizes around it not existing. It's like when you like like when you're in a raiding guild and then you raid mm -hmm. and then you beat the raid and you're like, all right, well, time to get used to having these two evenings a week be free again because there's no raid to work on every night in this game. Uh, and then the next patch comes out. And you're like, oh, fuck, time to get back to losing like eight hours a week on this particular thing. And you have to like reorganize your life a little bit like that's what D&D &D is like do that. Why do people uh, it's do D&D is like the same. No, I mean, D&D &D is better is in a lot of ways, but you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> rating, rating is like a collaborative experience where even if it's not always fun, there's this experience of like, but we beat it together and there's a narrative. And, and then you have a guild that you're like spending time with for like years eventually. I suppose and you're like, hanging out like a, with friends. It's a community yeah. you're with. Yeah, you're hanging out with friends. It's like doing any competitive game, really. It's just. Yeah, I suppose I, I do have a bias against rating instead of like things like Counter-Strike or Overwatch. Just yeah, because... like I, w I would say that Overwatch is more fun moment to moment than rating is. But like rating is just like this like collaborative struggle thing that you try to defeat together, basically. It's probably better for your mental health, all things considered, than, o than Overwatch. Uh, maybe. I think most things are. <laughs> Overwatch is, is tricky. It's such a tricky game to play. Unless you have a team of six and you need to be on top of your game, it's tricky. It's I think I think they they would benefit from having a simpler game, mechanically simpler. Uh, well, they're right. that's what they're working on. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do. I hope I hope they pull it off. Because it's just honestly, I how do you feel the the community is of Overwatch? Um... I I always thought it was a, a relatively chill community like other players i should say i don't have but like i don't have anything to compare it to in comparison to counter-strike <laughs> yeah i don't play counter-strike <laughs> yeah that's my other comparison <laughs> it's like the last time i played any uh the last time i played any competitive game was halo 2 on xbox live mm. and yeah people i remember people being douchebags in that but i don't know i was a teenager I was 14, mm. so I don't <laughs> I don't know what to think about most of it really. Yeah, fair. But uh I don't know, Overwatch can be annoying and toxic a lot of the times cuz people just it's a team-based game where it, there's a, it's a, an incredibly complicated and there's a lot going on and everyone has really specific roles to accomplish, but at the same time uh how do I put it uh everyone has main character syndrome because like the game plays kind of like an RTS or a MOBA like logistically, but you're in first person the whole time. And also the game constantly kind of makes you feel like you're doing a good job by giving you all this credit for stuff, even when it's shared kills and so on. Like it kind of feels like you're doing it. Uh, and because you only see your first person perspective, it kind of constantly gives you the impression that you're doing a lot more than you are. And everyone else is not really doing anything and so 
you get like that highlight that I got to do that one time where uh, we played with some other people that were obviously streamers. So I looked at their stream and I saw them talking shit about us about uh, uh, and so like I got to like do the 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 the, the call out experience of like doing like 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 when you play with Andrew, he's fucking talking trash the entire fucking session <laughs> and yelling at everyone silently without without being in voice comms uh and like i'm sure that if i then if they were streamers and i would then went and took those people's footage and compared it to andrew's ranting there'd be like some conflict between his version of reality and what was happening in the match for example and like that's what happened in that match is like those people were like ah this anna's useless and these people aren't even helping and what all this other stuff and then like from my perspective like they're making every single mistake and i can like jump back and forth to see like the the juxtaposition between what they're claiming is happening and what is actually happening and that's like every overwatch like it's it it is like i often say like i can't i'll like wonder if the healers aren't doing their jobs or something like that and then be like but and then mention like i can't really tell though like how do you tell because (laughs) it's so hard to parse what the entire party is doing uh, and that's just like the kind of game it is. But if you're a just if you're an, a non-introspective douchebag, as most people are, then it leads to just a lot of just incredible toxicity. And like the match kind of goes kind of bad, and then someone will immediately blame it on something like you not picking the meta pick or something for this map or this comp or something along those lines, and then yeah. like blaming the entire. Uh, loss on you and your stubborn refusal to switch from a character you know how to play to someone you don't know how to play or whatever yeah and like those kinds of things and so and then and like any negativity can spin out real fast because even if even if uh everyone's ignoring the annoying person the annoying person can quickly like be performing much worse because of the fact that they're like resigned to the loss that you're causing by their perception of what you're doing uh, yeah, yeah and that stuff gets frustrating because i just uh, i uh like i i had i only i only ever did it once but i, I joined svb's uh skir- scrims skirmish pickups i forgot the words for it but it was uh it was like organized matches and uh mm-hmm. and like that was like oh wow everyone's like here to come play this game together in a way where everyone where like there's a, like a little community where like on average a bunch of the people like know each other and so on and uh like obviously it's kind of moderated because like there's people running each match and you're all from one discord and so on so like there's consequences to just being a douchebag uh hmm. and then uh how do i put the uh it's like it's it's like playing it's like when you it's like back when you would play like like uh i would spend eventually less time in matchmaking in halo 2 and more time playing with my clan and friends list which were essentially you had like 100 friends on xbox and you had like a a shared friends list essentially in the form of like your guild or clan or whatever the fuck they were called in that game which was a weird feature that they had in halo 2 and then like never again in other halos as far as i can remember or even other games but like it was like a it was like a sort of like like friends list pool but like i i I think i've heard that that's like to some extent what the old community feeling used to be for like uh tf2 because it was all like making lobbies together as opposed to like matchmaking constantly mm-hmm. and like it's, and like there's definitely a different experience there when you like you get to, you get to like kind of have a reminder of how fun the game is when you get to hang out with people like that as opposed He's to right. 
jumping in with random people every single day and all of them are just assuming they'll never see you again so they don't give a shit if they ruin if they just are awful <laughs> that's right i actually i recall that that's how i used to play basically even counter-strike yeah for uh it's basically i would i would play in the same server the same people i remember hanging out in halo 2 the same way I, I used to hang out in like mmos <laughs> which is yeah. a weird way to context conceptualize a shooter because we just joined the, ser the same server. Like, we wouldn't have con any connection outside of the game. We'd just be there. Like, yeah. Hanging out with That's... your buds. And you see the same people a lot. You, I, I, I fuck if I can remember any of them now. But once upon a time, I had, like, a list of people that I was, like, very aware of and remembered all the time and stuff. Mm -hmm. and that was cool. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know. It's, it's, uh... Gaming is, is just completely different these days, and, and it's not necessarily for the worse or for the better, it's just... I think it is for, for the worse, worse. <laughs> some of it is, yeah, especially things like Fortnite in particular. Almost every where... monetization strategy is the, for yeah. the worst. For the, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But like from a mechanical perspective, I feel. Because now we have things like Discord and we have a lot... Social media changed a lot as well of, of uh, how we connect to other people in terms of, of just forming communities. Then you can just, you know, strike up friendships in, in Facebook groups or, or over Twitter or on Discord servers. And so you don't, you don't need the game anymore to do that. It doesn't mean... So basically, it means the games are free to do something else. So I think it's easy for us to look, oh, the games these days are, don't, don't, don't do this anymore. But other things do. I think it's all right. But I think the monetization is a, is a huge problem, for sure, of modern gaming. But that's Valve's fault at the end of the day. I noticed that immediately. The moment they added loot boxes to to uh, to Counter-Strike, <laughs> I noticed, it's... like, wait a minute. I'm playing the game not to win. I'm playing it for the loot box. I stopped playing <laughs> Counter-Strike because of that. What if we added was reasons for you to reason. play besides liking the game? It's like, uh, I, don't yeah. like the, this, I don't like this path. I don't like the game anymore. <laughs> I don't like this entire strat. <laughs> Yeah, that was that. That what was if, awful. What if not that? I I know I found myself actively saying in chat, people being like, "Ah, we lost the, uh, right at the end." I was like, "Ah, it doesn't matter. We still got the loot boxes." Because the, the the I literally Gross. said this multiple times in in chat. Um, because the at the beginning it wasn't quite like it is right now. Not right now. You need you level. Oh, well, I say right now. Four years ago when I last played it, um, you leveled up, and uh, every time it's like Overwatch. Every time you level up, you get a a new loot box or new weapon or whatever weapon drop and whatnot and it's all random you know the, the usual um but at the beginning it wasn't like that it was every game you would have a random chance of getting a, a weapon and basically it was like that i as far as i understood anyway um and they changed that pretty fast because <laughs> they saw that they saw that it wasn't the best way to extract the money out of people who don't have the money to spend and are susceptible to that sort of monetization strategies so, what if instead so, of that we made money yeah on the game we already charged for. <laughs> Hang on a minute. No, it's free to play now. I think Counter-Strike Global Offensive is free to play. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure all these things were added before that. Yeah, yeah. I paid I definitely for it. had to and pay it definitely for these was. games originally. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, in your case, you definitely are getting charged. You're definitely being monetized. They're attempting to monetize you in a game that you already paid for. Mm-hmm. So there's still, there's no escaping that from your perspective. I'm, oh, but I'm other people looking... that aren't, you can play it for free now. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm looking at my uh, Steam stats. It's still Counter-Strike Global, Global Offensive is still my second most played game <laughs> in terms of hours, but it isn't because I I play a lot offline. 
in a lot of uh, games in GOG and stuff. And uh, yeah, so still, I played a lot of it. For X, <laughs> X games, yeah. What is my top played Forex game? Let's see. Mm, Mine Steam, is Civilization, anyway. whatever the one I did, we did a series on, because we finished a game of Civilization, which is more Mine than is, I've ever done. Yeah, mine's Civilization Five, and I lost because Andrew turned off the victory condition that I was working towards. <laughs> Religious ah. victory is not a victory. I probably would have lost regardless, <laughs> but that was bad news to get like six hours in. Like I was like specializing exclusively in religion because I've heard of religious victories and then found out, oh, that's just turned off for whatever reason this playthrough. <laughs> religious victories are shit. I, it's like it's such a pain in the <laughs> ass to counter religion unless you specifically like. You should have uh, tried uh, sounds, holy warring me because it because there like, is no there's no way to like force atheism into your country, which is really obnoxious <laughs> about civilization. You can you have to like counter religion with a religion or you can just like buy priest and purge religion from your place. <laughs> it's like but, counter strike, but it's like the religion and the counter religion task force. Yeah, like I, yeah, I like need I want a way to because I, I don't want to I don't want a religion and I don't want people to win through religion. I want to be able to like just completely nope out of it. I want to be able to teach my people to be anti-religious like just <laughs> dangerous gonna... to yeah dangerous to even teach religion to and it's like not an option in civ it's just like it's frustrating <laughs> it sounds and i think it very much by, might be the case like andrew is just being anti-religious for the sake of being anti-religious but i must say that religious victories in 4x games are really boring they're they're really really lame <laughs> because it's just You're you boring. chose the right buildings to build and you win now <laughs> It's so, it's so unengaging. Not no shade on you, Keith, but absolute shade on you for trying to win with a religious victory. It was my first game. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So I most played. What on am Steam I gonna try to get a fucking war victory against the people that know how to play the game? That's a great strat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair. Everyone knows that if you thing. play any strategy game, you specifically don't go for the fucking combat victory solution if you if you if there's any other option because whoever knows how to play the game will win well, at that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't That's stand true. a when chance. I, when I was playing, I'm not very good at all, but I was playing recently. Men, no, sorry, Humankind is the name of the game. Really good as well. It's basically like Civ except better, and. um and I, I basically kept going for religious victories because, but not really. I mean, the thing is, I was going for religious victories because everything else was failing. So I was just okay. I guess I'm just gonna coach, couch, couch myself in this, in in this part of my build here, where my like basically, basically my armies were devastated. My cities were not making any money. But oh boy, did they believe in my gods? They did. And yeah, it's it's weird. Forex <laughs> <Our next laughs> games are weird. It's a it's a really long time to spend losing in a game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a long haul of losing. I feel like, well, I'm trying to remember, I feel like there was a point where I basically wasn't playing anymore and there was still like three hours left or something in the playthrough. <laughs> like that's the kind of like <laughs> pacing it has. Like it de the death is so slow. It is. Although we've had games of Twilight Imperium, although it's not really supposed to be a thing, but I've managed to make it a thing on accident because by being just such a juicy target, I guess. Uh... Like there isn't really player elimination as a mechanic in Twilight Imperium. 
but twice now I've been eliminated from a game because I was just fucking like scorched earth off the map. Like there was just nothing left of me. Uh, and yeah, there was there was one game where uh, Marty was streaming it and I got completely wiped out by Carissa, I think. And then I just drove home. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll I guess I'll just head home. And the I literally make it made it all the way home and they were still playing and so on. <laughs> like that's it's like I could have hung out, but like I wasn't playing anymore, so I might as well just go. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's like when I'm doing sim racing and crash out uh and uh instead of instead of waiting for the ca the car to be repaired, I just go and have lunch. And then come back and I'm like laps and laps behind. It's basically the same thing. Except noping out. The uh yeah, the game doesn't really have player elimination, but someone could basically take every single planet and unit from you and then you don't really have actions anymore and then it's like i guess i'm eliminated mm -hmm. there was one where one of our with carissa it was like instant regret of like oh wow i did i was pointing out that like she's not being aggressive enough and she has to like do more because last the last i've seen her like play multiple games and she just sits there and does nothing and then the game ends after 10 hours and she's not getting much out of it but then her immediate response was to fucking delete me i'm like all right well <laughs> but learn, with the other person that did it to me shut. with the other person that did it to me they didn't even have like a victory point to get out of attacking me they just like over invested <laughs> in attacking me for so many turns that they lost they like i like i was last and they were second to last basically like they 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 over invested so hard and their big excuse was like because because you left it open or whatever and it's like but there was no strategic benefit to attacking me it's like but you left it open so they just spent like six hours wiping me out and losing the game <laughs> like just yeah. completely forgetting that you're supposed to be trying to win a game at all mm-hmm People are goofy. Messes. There's a real life lesson in there somewhere. It's about, <laughs> about the futility of war. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, you're playing a war game. So I, at the end of the day, the lesson you're that learning the is, lesson, that, is that, that war doesn't feel even, good for anyone. But the, yeah, but that makes the lesson even more poignant. If in the war game, the lesson is there. What if it isn't the war game? I mean. It's it's the lesson is even more there. Do you know what I mean? No. Let's move on to the next <laughs> Very... question because we have talked about forex. I have the next, the next question. question answers no. The end. Ah, Keith is all is very upset. Keith is very upset with this question. I'm not upset. I'm just I don't have an answer. This I have no. You gotta have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not want me to ask this question? Do it. Tell us okay. if you have anything for this question. I love I love the subject. Question <laughs> is the subject. Love it. Uh, do any of you follow any posts? And if you do, any team or people you follow can include esports. They're they're asking if you if you follow any sports teams. And I'm very bad. And I read posts because I didn't mean to. <laughs> you read it how it spelled. <laughs> like, wow, I'm he's sorry. just gonna be mean and spell and, and no, say the typo, huh? <laughs> I was thinking I, I need to read this right, and then I read it wrong. And I didn't realize. The first, I I, realized it, did, it did give me pause. The first time I read it, I was like, "What are S posts?" I, I, S maybe posts, yeah. maybe my co-host will know what he means. And then after that, I reread it like five minutes later. I'm like, "Oh, sports, okay." But no, sports. I don't. I don't watch any sports. Once upon a time, I watched some kings games of basketball 
with my family as like a family thing and as try as i might to give a shit i just really didn't long term there was like a couple of weeks of being invested because people were invested and then i was pretty past that that was my entire mm. history of sports that's how i started out watching football was a little bit of that but it didn't last a couple of weeks it lasted like a couple of months uh, for a couple of months when I was twelve, I I knew all about football. I I was I was there, I was just obsessed with that, and then I didn't anymore. Um, but um, I must say I don't watch sports anymore. It's just capitalism fucks everything, <laughs> and it's just it just takes but a little while for you to realize that it it it's it's just an unavoidable aspect of of things but capitalism fucks sports even more than normal things <laughs> it just makes things so rotten and bad like the last sport i followed was uh was formula 1 actually i'm 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 lying i follow motor racing i watch uh i, I watch races GT3 races and stuff. That's I'm lying. Yeah, I definitely watch sports. Just not, you know, big name sports. Because it's, you know, it's just small time GT3 races. Nobody, nobody watches that. Uh, some people do. But uh, yeah, I, I watched Formula One for a long time. But it's just like, it's such a farce. It's just so ridden with, with behind the scenes politics and, 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 uh, like rule changes based on, whatever is more profitable for the sport as a whole. And, and by profitable, it means getting more money out of the fans. It's just, it's just, it's just a freaking farce. And it's the same thing. Like I, I was a cyclist for a, a few years from between the age of 13 and 19 or 18 rather. Um, and uh, so I, I, I did that as a sport very, very frequently. And so, and so I followed cycling as well. Same thing with cycling. It's just, it's just on a different level. It's not necessarily politics. It's more just, well, unfair advantages and legal doping and other a bunch of other crap, and just terrible. And then people, the thing is, people who follow those sports, they get they either like that, which is totally fair to like that. If you like seeing the politics behind the sports, that's fair. But a lot of the time, people just don't don't understand that the, what's going on and think and they, and they commit themselves to to thinking oh this this writer or this this team this football team or whatever they're really better than the others but it's really just it's it's really just a matter of like money or political influence <laughs> and they're like they're deluded people are deluded them deluded in thinking that oh they're ah, my team is really good maybe this year is not as good because of ah, maybe they're just not their spirit is not in it but next year and it's just like completely unrelated stuff going on that doesn't make it out to the public like the budget of some of a team and other shit yeah. Like, yeah. Oh wow. It's... The like the fucking amount of money they have is a part of the game. Like, oh, that's it's kind of already muddying me caring about the sport itself already. Yeah. But sports is all about the money. Like I I only only very very new sports are not about the money. And even those are all about the money because there's always going to be you know, class distinctions because you if if you have to work for to live, then you can't do sports. So it's already it's already about the money on on the selection side of things, but like anything that's moderately successful is all about having the best people working with you to train you well, and and, and if there's no doping control, having the best doping, 
uh, to, to get you on the edge right there where you need to be or having the best engineers to make your machine work better or whatever it is. And like, for sure, there's a lot of talent and, and like, and then there's just the depressing part where you're like, you kind of just, you're kind of just spending people like, Oh yeah. Like and, yeah. human beings train themselves to get into this role where you just kind of run them ragged as, as much as you can in the few years that they're worth existing and then maybe they get permanent injuries or maybe they don't. But before in a relatively short amount of time, they're past being useful to this entire industry. And then they just get to figure out what the fuck to do with the rest of their lives. Now that they, you know, mm -hmm. spent their entire childhood and teenage years and college years all working towards this one goal. And then the time in which they get to do that is over faster, probably than the time it took to prepare for it. Yeah. Like like, and I think, <laughs> yeah. In the US. You spend three weeks preparing for one night where you just ask one question once and then uh, the consequences are incalculable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the, in the US, it's even worse because you have uh, all the, um, the college sports, which is just, an, I mean, literally foreign notion to me, but it's just completely <clears throat> unthinkable here, at least in Portugal, I think mo in most of Europe as well. The whole thing about college. Yeah, they can't sports. make they can't make an income. They're just getting fucked. Like, why? And, and not just that. It's it's why is why is that a thing? College sports? No, just study like, and shut well, up. It's, it's no, like no a lot sports. of stuff that happens in prison. Like never underestimate this in this country's ability to reinvent ways to not pay people for working. But but the the real reason I think is just to feed a very complicated and billion dollar machine that is the, the United States sports scene in general. Uh, and it's no wonder that the United States does get a lot of m Olympic medals. And it's no wonder that they move so much money. It's, it's because there is such a ingrained culture right from young, uh, young life to get into sports. And it's not, it doesn't apply to everybody, but, but at least the way I understand it, the way it is, it's just, it's so ubiquitous. It like here, I think at least in Portugal, you're you're gonna find a lot more people who had n never have had any direct contact with any sports. Like uh, when I say sports, with any you know actual people who do comp competition sports, never like don't know anyone who even tried that. Like it's very common for people not to. I myself like. I know. I don't. I. 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 The only people I know is people who went on to make, uh, to make a career out of cycling, uh, after you know, eighteen years after they reached eighteen and continue doing cycling. Uh, that's the only people I know who do professional sports. Like, it, and and there's there's few that I still keep in touch with. I actually, I I could say I don't keep in touch with them, but like nobody knows any anybody that does sports. It's just so uncommon. But it doesn't impede the, the you know people from doing sports. That's the thing, though. It's like if you like playing football, just play football with your friends and have fun with that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. If you like riding a bicycle, do that for fun. It's good. It's it's like physical exercise. I relate is... way more to the idea of doing a sport than watching a sport. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like when I watch Overwatch, uh, like any MLG type shit. It's just. Like, I do not care who is playing. <laughs> I'm just being like, there's just, I, I, I pop in for five minutes to be like, uh, is anyone going to do anything like cool? 
Like usually it's like a doom fist doing something really fucking weird and you're like okay that recontextualizes doomfist for me a bit and then i move on with my life i don't even know who did it i don't even know who the video who was in the video or what player that was or what team i was watching and then then i'm right back to just moving on with my life because just like speed runs i cannot watch uh even i I cannot watch an uh esports game for more than a few minutes it's entirely just a spectacle of like what do i happen to see in the moment and not like me caring about who wins or what the match is me watching the top of the line at the time, top of the line Doomfist player in competitive uh, Overwatch was the reason why for a few weeks I was trying to learn to play Doomfist because he looks so easy. Oh, let's just <laughs> jump all around the map and one shot everyone. Yeah. I want that. But then I couldn't do that because it's so difficult. It's like, yeah, it's the, it's the appeal of watching <laughs> Yeetle is seeing, uh, is seeing Wrecking Ball just pull off some shit and you're like, Wow, I should play Wrecking Ball. <laughs> look at look at those yeah. cool things he's doing. And yeah, like the, the it's one thing to watch somebody play an obnoxiously an, an obnoxious like re- reflex and accuracy based like headshot thing that they have to do. Like when they have to just mm-hmm. be like incredibly on point, like fucking like Valorant player or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if they're playing like Overwatch and it's like a gimmicky character. It looks doable. Yeah, <laughs> and then right? you play it, and it's impossible. But you're like, it looks so doable because it's like you're. It's it's not even like it doesn't even look like Mario Odyssey. <laughs> like it doesn't even look like Mario Odyssey trick jump shit where you're like that's a seventy five <laughs> button combo nonsense. It's like I don't know, man. He just kind of swung up onto a thing and it was like clever and stuff. Yeah, but like he has like so much map awareness and timing down and knows exactly where everyone is somehow and exactly where to roll at what momentum and what to grapple at the exact time to hit the exact thing. But because it doesn't look like what you're used to seeing as being technical, like fucking like actions per second in a RTS or something, it looks like, oh, I just clicked on a thing and he did the thing. Look at him go. It looks fun. <laughs> and it is fun. Yeah. But also you will fuck it up 80% of the time. <laughs> yeah. It's I th- so I, I, hard. I got to the point where I was capable of traveling across most maps through some jumps that not all jumps, not all strats. Um, but I was playing by like I, I, I gave it a shot. I played by myself in, in like single player maps to learn navigation and learn timing and all that. And by myself, I was I was doing it sometimes. Like, oh, this I can do this. I can pull off some cool things. But then in like when there's people around you, you just can't pull anything off. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so difficult. Doomfist is weird because it's just p- punching to fly. That's 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 the the motto of that character. You punch into a wall, and all of a sudden you're thirty meters in the air, and then you jump up higher. Even it's wild. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, I I watch. <laughs> I've watched Overwatch League. Like I watch it pretty consistently, or I watched it pretty consistently for like two seasons. Um, and I, there were like pro Overwatch players that I would watch on Twitch that weren't like in the league. They weren't like league players, but just like, you know, good players. But it was more of just like to, it was more of a way to harness a skill that they had for myself rather than in it for the competition. I could care less what, I could care less if they won or lost or anything like that. All that mattered to me was learning what they were doing and finding a way to take that skill or those uh, uh, ideas behind their actions and apply that to myself. Um, which is like why I felt like I got pretty decent at Zarya from 
basically being a pile of shit at the character uh or something like she that is it's just so unplayable until the exact second it starts working <laughs> yeah yeah but it's a it's a character and like i i'm I feel more confident with my Reaper than I, or I felt more confident with my Reaper than I was too after watching was cause like just knowing what it is that, uh, like knowing what the character's very specific purpose in the game is for. Like there are, there are always these, you know, th there are things about Overwatch that aren't really well explained. And a lot of them is that, uh, or a lot of it is about what character's purpose is in a particular setting. And so, like, you talk about meta or whatever, but uh, it, that is important. Like, knowing the meta is very yeah, important. If you, if, you for... play, if you look at the tutorial or whatever pop-up, which is the most you have of an explanation of how to even play the game, basically, it's just there's three roles at the end. Yeah. And, yeah, and that doesn't even, like, so you don't even know what an off-tank is. Like, that's not even, that's not even, like, a thing no, explained to so you. Weird, yeah. And it's, so, it's, like, knowing... Like knowing that Zarya is an off tank, knowing that like you, you know, like how you should be using your bubble economy, knowing how like who are the people that you should even bother to bubble. Like those are things that when you watch a professional play, it's not it's not a context of like, oh, well, this is a professional game. So you can't apply those skills. It's like you just can't apply oh. those strategies. Like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, of course, me and like three of my friends aren't going to be able to pull off whatever a fucking team of six fucking top 500 players do like that's fine i'm not trying to do that i just want to know like hey is it worth that i go and try to bubble a junk rat that's being bullied while he's alting and overwatch league says no fuck that guy like he made a terrible decision like let him die you need to be focused on keeping the people that keep you alive your healers and your tank so like if neither of those people survive except, then yeah except but, lucio I don't think you should well, bubble Lucio. I always felt yeah, bad. Yeah, you should when... definitely bubble a Lucio. A Lucio mm. can literally move you out of a bad situation. Like, your Lucio could be helping you guys run away, and you That's could fair. bubble him so he survives. And you, yeah, you always want to keep track of your healers I, and your tank. I'm just your never DPS, in that situation. It sucks, usually, but DPS are literally yeah. just fodder. They are just nothing but fodder for the cannon. You can, like, healers should focus on them and keep them alive. But, like, that's why you have two healers, is one's focusing on tanks, the other's focusing on getting the off heals, the ones that, you know, the people that the main healer isn't focusing on. But, like, DPS are supposed to kind of die. They are, they are killers and, and sacrifices. Your yeah, tanks should never battle. die. Yeah, but, like, your tanks should never be dying. If your tanks are dying, then, yeah, then yeah. either they're not getting properly healed or your tanks are terrible at doing their job. But, like, uh... Or I guess your DPS just isn't playing. If your DPS isn't killing anything, then I guess you'll probably die. But uh, mm -hmm. but but the point being is that like your tank should be if your tank if you know what you're doing as a tank, then you should be doing you should be able to succeed pretty not uh, like always, but then it comes into the fifty fifty like they that they always say, which is like yeah if everyone's playing at their best like they're playing the optimum that they can for the character they're playing and they're working together. Every match is 50 50. Uh, Overwatch is like a like 10 90 in reality, but it's it's just like uh, it's not 50 50 though. There's so much different skills though. Like some people are just well, so yeah, much better but... at noticing movement or reacting or positioning. Like, you're even if you're playing the best, you can. Like, there's always going to be choices, uh, I, unless you're just talking from a theoretical perspective, obviously.
that's what I'm saying. Like if you played a like if you played a skirmish match with uh like you play you say you play on a team with six people consistently and you know how they work, you work together really well, and you play a bunch of skirmish matches, you probably have like it's not 50-50, but it's gonna be probably like more like 40-60 uh that you'll win like you'll win 40% of your matches that you play. Probably pretty like consistently when you play it'll always usually be about 40 percent of your matches but like when you play alone on overwatch competitive it's not even like close to close to 15 percent like you are you are throwing such a gamble because you even if you were the best even if you could hard carry a team on your shoulders it doesn't mean you can do that every time there's going to be someone who just says like you know what fuck you exclusively and throws or quits or fucking just like something there there are so many things you cannot account for in a competitive game when you don't have any any amount of control over the other teammates mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. but if you throw it all out if you just take all of that put it in the dumpster and burn it alive and you only focus on you and your character and playing as optimal as possible that is when it is useful to watch someone playing a competitive sport um if if it's only about you and raising your skill level that's it if you want to get better then you watch how professionals play you learn what they're doing you understand why they're making the decisions they make and then you can use that and apply that to your ability to focus on the things you need to focus on you need to be able to you know know where certain ults are for or why certain ults are being used if you see like I, again like say a mercy you say you see a mercy doing alt well that's probably because they're going to do a big push or you see an ana use an alt that's probably because they have a fucking alt that they want to use that the person they alted has an alt they want to use like you start to pick up these things and you start knowing like okay when that happens maybe let's back up and let that person waste an alt or like hey maybe people we also can usually take that the person. wrong info from this what was that yeah. they, they'll, people often take the wrong info from this where they watch these games and then instead of taking away the fact that like all, like all the really technical things that a person's doing individually, instead they just take the strategies and the team dynamics and so on. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot use their strategies. <laughs> you cannot use their their metas and their team comps because the uh, when they're playing at that level against each other, they're in a weird bubble of their own with a separate meta and completely different rules. And you cannot behave like your team is their team or that your enemies are their enemies so you can't <laughs> yeah. play the match so but that's the superficial annoying thing people often take away is they try to they try to make like police people's character choices based on what they saw in, in overwatch league or something it's like no 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 no. that is not the information you should be learning from that that is you are not playing the same game you are in silver sir <laughs> yeah no you should definitely be when you're playing especially like and you're playing any competitive video game you, you never want to just like copy paste whatever you see someone doing. You want to you just want to hone you. You want to see what skills you need to hone. That's all you want to see like, hey, why did they decide to throw a mine on a fucking wall in Rainbow Six Siege? That seems like a weird fucking choice. And then when you watch that, like, oh, it's so that way when it blows up, it's like its own little like it's like a back blow. So you can distract someone when they walk into a room and then you can stand up and shoot at them. Oh, it's a good distractionary tactic. Okay, that's useful. But like, if you see a person playing that character, don't shout at them to do that strategy, right? That doesn't ma- that doesn't mean anything to them. Like, if they don't have the context, they don't have they haven't learned that skill. 
uh it doesn't mean anything just like if you're yeah. in overwatch you say like you have to play mercy well what fucking good is it if this person doesn't know how to do like a super jump as mercy or understands like when the time when to time their alt or when to time their like uh power boost and healing like if they don't know the mechanics of a character very well what's the fucking point of them being a character just so they can fit into a weird meta that you watched on tv like it's it's stupid but uh but yeah, and so that's that's the way I approach sports. And so that means to to answer the question, I also just only watch sports that have a, a that I can gain anything from. I don't watch sports mm-hmm. that I have nothing to gain from. Like I'm not going to watch football because I don't play football. And I don't give a fuck about football. So like it, it has zero value to me. And you know, same with like soccer or hockey or baseball. Like I I'm if I'm not playing that sport, I have no need to watch professionals play it. It's not entertaining. I don't feel any like, oh, God, he almost got it. Like, I don't care. Whatever, man. Do your fucking life. It's just but like if I if if it's a game like Overwatch, sure, I play or I played Overwatch. And so uh, I, I might as well watch it. I can learn something from them. I can get better. But I don't watch competitive Counter-Strike. I don't watch competitive Valorant. I don't watch competitive WoW. Like it doesn't it, I don't need to know how that stuff works. Um. And so that's just that's that's the way I approach sports is like, do I watch sports? Yeah, if it's something I'm trying to get better at. And if not, then no, no, I don't. I uh, the last time I played Starcraft 2, I'm not sure if it was the last time. It wasn't the last time, but it was a time where I was playing Starcraft 2 and trying to get into the online of it. Um, and I spent hours <laughs> learning all the basic premises of playing multiplayer starcraft because it's a completely different game and knowing you know uh ba- the the basic balance between macro and, and micro and how to have a, a good early game strategy and what uh what options that leaves me i was playing with terrans so was the faction i was playing on and all that um and i spent a bunch of time learning and in the process of learning i actually ended up just playing like five or six match matches and i won a couple of them and I was like, oh, I can win online matches. This is, I am good at this. And then I stopped playing. <laughs> but um, but in the process of learning, I did watch some multiplayer, some, you know, the big, yeah, StarCraft is a big esports game. And I watched some some matches. And I must say that knowing what they're doing, StarCraft is incredible to watch. Because it's like a slow motion boxing game where there's strategy in, in, in what they're doing. And there's, there's like, Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Some uh, some of the games that I watched were uh, were just brilliant stuff. But they do require you to know the game. And I, I although I don't think I would be able to learn because it's just such a complex game, StarCraft in particular, that I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, I'm gonna do that strategy because a lot of the good stuff comes from, oh, so you've been throwing armies one after the other against this base, and doing basically no damage or or whatever, wasting your army or uh, your army has been taken a couple of times in this part of the map. And now you're gonna steal this base out of in the middle of nowhere, and then mi- switch to micro microing damage in another part of the base to distract the other player, so you can send a bigger army this way or whatever. And all the, those strategies and all that, those are very contextual, especially in a game like StarCraft. So I don't think you can learn from from watching. I think you need to learn from playing. That it's that definitely that kind of game. But it's really good. I I always think of. Th- those games that I watched of StarCraft 2, they're, they're good stuff. If the if the commentators know what they're doing and explain to you what's going on, that, that also helps. 
Yeah, that that's true. I guess a good uh death to all sports. Hey. Wow, that's very uh <laughs> open-minded of you. I appreciate it. What about duck the... hunting? What? Why would is that the one you think I'm going to like die like defend? <laughs> like, oh man, I'm going to die on the hill of duck hunting. I love the ducks dying. It's great. Fuck those ducks. Is that I don't think that's a sport. Is that a sport? Is that an actual sport? I don't know. Is hunting a sport? Not. I don't. What's oh yeah, the, what, that's true. What hunting is, a sport? is definitely a sport. Is, is hunting a sport and is chess a sport? I mean, the reason yeah, why chess, what? Yeah, of course. The reason why we think sports utility or we say sports utility vehicles are sports utility vehicles is precisely because of hunting. The sports part is mostly the hunting. I mean, it can all it, two things can be wrong. <laughs> that's true but if you're asking is hunting a sport uh then yes yes it is as as done by a lot of people i should point out not not that i'm defending it if you're gonna eat meat do it do it uh in a in a in a way that doesn't incentivize you doing it more than you need to, basically. Because that's the biggest thing about hunting, is that, oh, this is good, I liked it, let's shoot it again next week. No, just eat salad instead. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Yeah, basically. Because it's about the incentive, right? If you like doing it, you're just going to do it. You're going to find a, 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 yeah. a, a reason Yeah, it's an encouragement it. of gun culture and so on. And also just an element of, oh, like... Oh, also that, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's just elements of, like... Uh, it's kind of, seems like in many some cases like one of the least safe ways to eat meat is to mm, shoot weird. it with a gun which like there's some animals that you can that might be dangerous if they don't go down and there's other situations where it's like i think they shoot birds with like like some kind of splinter shot shit that like like it's a shrapnel kind of like bird shot and that mm -hmm. increases the chance that you're gonna have like stuff going in your body that was used that was meant to kill the bird like mm -hmm. like chunks of that metal and things or like it seems like the kind of thing that's harder to extract not that birds seems like the best option for meat to begin with like there's a reason why people just farm them in a cage instead of trying to run out there and, and hunt them because like the ways of catching the ways of shooting them seem like they are dangerous to the process of eating it in some ways I, I think, it at least in regards to birds, it might be possible to just defeather them and then and analyze and see where there's entry wounds and then you more or less can gauge from there. I suppose. I don't know. I have no idea about anything about... I don't know. I don't think I know personally anybody that hunts. I know people who have hunting weapons, but they don't do the hunting because you need to have land for that. And birds. Yeah, I I used to hunt when I was younger. Um, it's not that bad, but it can be, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it depends on how much you really give a shit about eating the thing you're killing. And for me, it's not really, I, I've never been pa that passionate about food. So it, the effort that goes into like getting a deer or even just a pheasant is like, this is a lot. I don't know if I care that much, man. I'll just like go to the grocery store or whatever. Um. But I can see how I guess it would be fun. You're, you know, it's you just sit there and you wait, and like your patience is rewarded by being able to get the upper hand on some animal who honestly you could just take in a one v one fight if you just 
captured it and beat it to death with your bare hands, but whatever, Andrew, fine. you, you it's... and punching birds, Andrew. Oh my God. I'm just saying you can win a fight with like any animal you're going to actually hunt and eat. It's not like you're going to eat. You're not going to hunt a bear. You, it, they're this not podcast good. should be called how Andrew would punch every animal in nature and win. <laughs> I feel like we've done we the podcast. Have you, yeah. Have you not seen my Elden Ring playthrough? It's pretty much all I, I do. <laughs> just walking around and bonking something on the head and just moving on. It's Andrew throat punches the world. Pretty Bean much. There you go. Yeah, just it's all I have. Oh, I don't have anything else. Only no runes, no nothing. Just thin beast bones. I suppose that's where everybody. that's where fishing. Like I think that attitude that, that or that what you described hunting as kind of aligns with my perception of what fishing is. You don't like think I punch a fish either? I don't like fish. Yeah, it's just but fish that's, is great. It's it. I, I appreciate like i think my favorite thing about fishing unlike animals animals kind of have there's not really much opportunity or choice that animals have to uh to like be a dick to us like cows pigs chickens they kind of just like they are stuck uh, a little bit forever like there's not there's not a way for them to really adapt to fuck us over but fish are doing such a good job of this fish are just like doing an amazing job of being like you know what fuck all of you and they're like making themselves smaller and they're basically just hiding away from surface area. So it's just like there's a set area that they're just not going anymore because those fish just won't repopulate. And so it's just it's beautiful how fish are just kind of like, eh, you know what? We'll leave all of that shittiness to you. Enjoy that. We're just going to be down here having a good time. And I like <laughs> that. I appreciate that about and fish. And then a whale shows up and eats them all. That's fine. But well, I mean, no, because the fish or whales can't even. I don't think they can digest that much. Can you right? imagine, as a fish, you're swallowed by a whale. You might not even realize that until you're dipping its guts, because the the size is so big. Yeah, I wonder what the just like. Yeah, what does like it look like coming current. at you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what does that look like coming at you? Is it just like a a wide dark mass? You're just like, well, I guess it's a wind or something. And then you're just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's like the first time a person stared into a tornado. It's like, what is that? It looks like a lot of wind. And then she's like fucking dead. And you're like, oh, God, what happened? I have never meanwhile, seen a tornado. I, meanwhile, what is it like for the fish on the outside that sees it like coming in? Like you're not in the path Fred? of the whale, but you see the whale. So it just like passes by and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's traumatizing. No, they probably don't because it's too like it depends on, I suppose, the depth. But it's probably too dark for them to see. The fish judge a lot of things by just... Well, their fins, the eyes don't matter as much. Yeah, there's just a lot of terrifying videos where just some divers are just existing in the ocean, and then they turn around a little bit, and boom, <laughs> there's an entire like whale shark in their face. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're talking about your favorite subject, Keith. Yeah, the ocean. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, the ocean. Uh, it's just like uh, it's worse than space. Yeah. Space is empty. <laughs> yeah. And, and it is pretty bad. Space is pretty bad. The ocean is worse. It's incredible is it? that, that, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, it isn't? I don't like, know. I think, yeah, I think the ocean the point is. A. The ocean is like. At least the ocean is escapable. You can't escape uh, space. Fair. Uh, well. Like, 
if you're once you're in space you're kind of in space there's not like you can't just you uh, an astronaut can't just say no thanks and just go back to earth there's a lot that goes into getting back to earth but outer wilds lied to me but but uh underwater is pretty okay you can just be like you know what i've decided to go against this and you just kind of float back up you just just go back up i mean i think if you're if you're in the ocean to any extent comparable to being in space you just know getting back out (laughs) also that well <laughs> as long as you're not in a cave that's not true right you can you can uh you can get a flotation device you can they have those like funny little uh capsule floaters that you pull open and it just like pulls you all the way up to the surface it's not fast but you know the pressure it can't so be fucked. fast because the pressure difference is gonna screw you up like there's there's a bunch of things going on unless yeah, you're, you're either you're either by the surface of the ocean or you're dead also yeah, well, there's only there's, yeah, there's a limit to how just like how uh, we're by the surface of space or we're dead. <laughs> the surface, well, uh, I don't know. I the moment you actually like, go but... to space or the real ocean, you're fucked, and there's you're completely not in a survivable situation, and that's the end. Mm-hmm. I guess, sure. I and that's why I we know. should fix climate change and fuck all the oil industry. Why? Why would we do that? Keep it going and then the water keeps Pick getting it. higher and then mm-hmm. we're all part of the ocean now. And so then that <laughs> way we all have to die. You don't want to fix a problem. You no, don't want to fix a solution. The oil you want to fix a problem. First. Well, they make will the die when no one can drive cars. Here. It's like it, the, you've got to go the easy route. Occam's razor no, here. If you first. flood the world, then cars can't exist and you can't drill for oil. Because it's Look, hard to drive. Aquaman drill is oil. very good at driving. I mean, sure, he drives like a. But he no, he's not good at driving. He's he's good <laughs> I don't at carrying. Even know who Aquaman is. <laughs> uh, Aquaman Wait. has his little seahorse carrier carriage, so you can't. Oh, like, oh, that's, oh that's who that Aquaman goofy. is. Did I say who or what? I'm so oh. like, like you. What? How do you not know who Aquaman is? I don't know who Aquaman is. I never read any of his comics. Or. Is he I a mean, villain? I don't think you need to read his comics <laughs> to understand who he is. What, 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 on your first impression, what do you think Aquaman is? What do you think he's? Uh, he what do you think he he's does? a villain, so I don't know what the fuck our baseline is. I think he's a superhero, right? He's a man. Uh, yeah. Like, he's if a he's a man, he's a, he's a superhero. That's how man works. Can you imagine him? Like, what is his? What color is Aquaman? Blue. That's like or the green. only wrong answer. <laughs> That's the only. He's a, every other color so, uh, but blue. No. So so think about so think about this. You have a hmm. his name's Aquaman. Okay. And he's blue. He's Aqua. Aqua okay. is blue. Not blue. Right? So Stop what is what is blue. what is Aqua what is Aquaman's power? Um, he controls the oceans. So a man that that is in a blue suit controls the oceans. Is this like? Is he using it like camouflage? Is he? How? No, he just what's attacks people with big waves. Like he does this Moises, Moses kind of thing. Is like ah, and then a bunch of water comes in and smashes into super man. So like controls tsunamis. He's, he's like a tsunami star. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That sounds. I mean, I would. Do um, that. and is he like what is? That's why I'm, what is I was his, asking. What like, is his jurisdiction? Like what you know, like Batman's got Gotham, Superman's got Metropolis. What is Aquaman's uh city? Where where is Aquaman stationed? Oh, that's a good at? one. He's weird. He sounds like a Wolverine kind of character. So he's, a, like, he's at a school? He helps he's a, a, he helps other superheroes for things like 
maybe maybe like this superhero needs this thing being fixed or whatever and oh aquaman's got this and he comes in and he drives a car real good in the ocean as we have established that is one of his superpowers mm, mm, okay um what what is aquaman's biggest villain who who do you think is like oh. the 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 biggest villain to aquaman because that was that was what I was uh, wondering. Because like it's such a limited power in my mind that it just controls the water and drives very go good in the ocean. Uh, that it sounds like a, you know the power of a super villain. He's like, oh, he's gonna destroy New York City with his water, and then comes in comes Superman and punches him and does the super many things. Um, what is vil what is his villain? Uh, I don't know. I don't know very many villains. They all have weird names like. Lex Luthor and things like that. And Octopus Doctor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, uh, that is one interpretation of it, I guess. I just wasn't ready for the sentence. They all have weird names like Lex Luthor and Octopus. <laughs> octopus Doctor. is <laughs> the doctor that fixes octopuses. Octopus. <laughs> He's a doctor that fixes octopuses. Yeah. I'm going to have a meltdown. I think it's Dr. Octopus, right? That's the one in, in Spider-Man yeah, 2. No, yeah. Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Yeah, he, he would, his villains would be things like <laughs> the Green Lantern and, and things like that. Just being mean. It, it doesn't, Aquaman doesn't sound like he has a personality. Like, he's a man, for one. It's not like... It's, it, I mean, I suppose Spider Man is a man as well, but it's like he doesn't have an alter ego. He doesn't find, doesn't feel like he's he's Jason steadfast by day and then Aquaman by night. You know what I mean? It's like Aquaman just comes out as an uh, an ad for help, like the Flash. Who knows what the Flash is called? Nobody knows. It's just, it's just a normal hero. Doesn't what? have a name. Yeah, it does. It, it's not like Peter Parker or Bruce Wayne. So. Okay, so so uh, I do think that Aquaman tends to just be Aquaman because he lives in the ocean. There you go. But uh, the Flash is 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 several, depending on which Flash you're talking about, several people that are that have real lives. That just uh, that, that then just turn into the Flash. My goal. That just the Flash, my the Flash is like is like is like is exactly like Spider Man in that way. But but it's multiple people so it's like the flash itself is just, it's No, I mean over the generations different oh, people have been the flash. Like 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 Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Oh. Is it? I yeah. didn't realize that. That's in some universe, Spider -verse. Yeah. yeah, that's Spider-Man. No, oh, that's cool. I didn't and know he's that. He's just Spider-Man. He's not like the other Spider-Man. <laughs> like he's not Spider-Man 2, the sequel. That's interesting. Why isn't he called Peter Parker? Because he's not, he's, he's, not my, he's not Peter Parker. He Peter Parker Peter canonically Parker. exists in that universe and is yeah. not either either still is Spider Man or no longer is Spider Man or something. It's like oh, Batman cool. Beyond, where Tracy was the new Batman, mm -hmm. and I Bruce Wayne was an old man. But you said you said that Aquaman has a chariot, which immediately puts me in the mind of is this? Yeah, he has like a seahorse chariot, right? Yeah, he has like, a seahorse chariot. Super is, is ocean he like chariot. a super villain of Hercules? What? <laughs> you know, Wouldn't the, that be the Poseidon? Disney... I'm not emotionally yeah, prepared like... for the directions you're going. <laughs> <laughs> that's Poseidon, but he's, he's called himself Aquaman. Maybe that's what it is. Just a cameo, you know? Uh, Poseidon is his real name. He's Poseidon by day and Aquaman by night. 
Well, 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 wait. So then it wouldn't be, he wouldn't be fighting Hercules in because he couldn't use the trademark. Um, but no, like Disney. Or do you think there is there? Do you think there's a superhero named Hercules? Is there not? No, there might be. Well, it's not. There probably are. There probably is. That's true. That's there's a point. Thor, so everything's out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Why would he have a chariot? That's not very. Spider, that's not very. Uh, uh, oh, I guess there is a DC character called Hercules. Of course, there is. Why would you bother having original ideas? So Look, the... people are called Hercules. That's okay for them okay. to be called Hercules. I know well, a person it is, is called. It Hercules. is literally Her Hercules. It's not. It's not just someone named Hercules. Oh, okay. It's literally Hercules, the Olympian I mean, god. Fucking, fucking um, Disney tried to like trademark Thor, or copyright it or whatever. You know the character that exists already. It's like is an ancient character pre pre like pre existing their entire company. Like, well, pre existing just, entertainment as a thing. People just want to carve up a, everything that they can and be like, but what if Disney I wants to own it instead of everyone owning it? I think the problem is you they ever think want about to own that loser. They want to own a very specific thing, but the problem is that people, again, aren't very original, and so they take the name of things that already exist and use them, and then when people say, like, that's mine, it's like, no, no like, someone already did that first. You're set, you actually are infringing on someone's copyright, so you need to stop. <laughs> like, Thor you is technically this? copyright infringement. But All of it. Like, the marks, whole fucking thing I made this. is... Yeah, Trademarks are like, different, though. Well, no, I mean, I'm, well, I would imagine a religion is copyright, right? It's a story. It's an, it's a narrative. Mm. So it's a, it's a universe. It's a create, it's a, like a fictional world that you've created and it has characters and stuff like that. So wouldn't that be you a, should have a, you'd have a, a think, podcast with legal, legal and just discuss all these <laughs> things. Well, let me, let me check can here. You, can one you, person that knows what they're talking about. Can you talk to yourself for two hours while we don't know what to say? <laughs> so, so for context here, Good the podcast. Bible is a copyrightable piece of work. Uh, obviously, hmm. because that's not a good idea for a religion, it is in the public domain. The copyright has been waived, but it is an object that can be copied or at one time could have been copywritten. So that means that it is a piece of fiction that, uh, again, has its own. It has its own it characters. Mean that it's has a piece its own of world. No, I'm saying that it falls under the guidelines of it's like it's a it's a whatever it's it's a thing. It is a it's story a thing, yeah. that you that you can copyright, which means that if mm -hmm. someone takes something from it, like if you have a DC comic called Jesus Christ Actually, the superhero, you could. <laughs> it's like that you can't just go and trademark Jesus Christ because it is. It is a thing that already exists. It has Actually, a copyright. That's a, like that's a good point. Does it mean that it's that if you copyright something, it has to be fiction? Actually, I, I maybe I said something wrong. Like if you copyright any piece of work, it has to be I fiction. Don't know, right? Someone you can copyright I don't think, for two seconds. I don't know if you can copyright like World War Two. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, <laughs> like you can't copyright that's mine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Although B Blizzard Activision definitely would want that. Can you can you own a World War? That is a good question. Would, can I go to like can I can I argue this in front of a judge that I deserve all of the uh anytime someone references World War II, I need to be paid for that. That is my product. Um Disney also has a like concept. <laughs> I should I should get on the I should get on the horse and uh make sure that I also copyright World War Three so that way when all of you try to call it World War Three, you gotta pay me royalties. It's mine. Mine exclusively. Um, 
I just I don't he know. Probably I don't only know. Falls. He pro- Let he me check. I could check. I guess. Just... I can't. Well, yeah, you can copyright nonfiction, right? Mm, that doesn't sound right. That was the question he raised a second ago, and I was like, "Somebody Google it." And I don't think that yet. sounds right. Like maybe you can copyright because you can copyright the text that you write about nonfiction. That's a different thing. You can't trademark because it's trademark, right? Right. That I got. Mixed okay, up. so they can, yeah. but only. They can, but it's the, trademark. They only have. Yeah. Well, so they can copyright it, but only they can only copyright the way that they interpret it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't. They don't have a copyright for the subject but only the way that they've written about the subject. So if someone like, mm-hmm. I guess, scuttled in and grabbed a paragraph from their book and scuttled out with that paragraph yeah. and put it in their own, you could be like, ha ha, that is my paragraph about Jesus. And someone's like, ah, shit, you caught me. Like that, you could yeah, get it. Yeah, but if yeah. someone's like, I'm just going to write a book about Jesus, like a Pope can't show up and be like, that's mine. You cannot. And beat you over the head. Like they can't Although they that. did that for many centuries uh, and killed many people well, doing exactly that. By the way, I, I they, people have done that for pettier things, but the point they also is, did is that, that for pettier things, but specifically for talking about Jesus, they killed a lot of people. It's called the Inquisition. I mean, that was different. That was because you needed money, and the best way to get money is to have people that are devoted to you financially. And the only way to get people devoted to you financially is if you make them read a book where the book says that they have to donate a certain percentage of their wealth to you. And that way they can get into the fancy place that apparently requires taxes. I don't know why God needs taxes, but he needs taxes. And it's weird because I don't see him building good infrastructure projects because there's still no way to fucking drive to heaven and beat him up. So I don't think he you needs the need money. You need to drive to heaven. Um, you just need a train. train. Well, how am you I getting the- back? Because otherwise, if I kill myself, I can't come back here. I'm stuck there. So I need a car so I can get all the way back. And there's not going to be a train because I'm that would be really inconvenient. I don't Why? want I don't want to sit on a train with 50 other people who are probably devote to him going up there because they're going to beat me up when I show up to beat him up. It's going to be a problem. Oh, that, that would so be I'm trying problem, to get yeah. there by myself alone so I can but 1v1 maybe, him in Nuketown maybe, and win the fight. <laughs> it's over. Maybe, it's me versus could, God. No snipers. No fucking think, time limit. One kill, one life, I think maybe one you... pistol, one bullet. It's over. Fight me, coward. Let's do it. I, it this sounds. I think. I think I can see the, the way you're describing it. I think you could see why God wouldn't make a road for cars because you're just saying build the tool for your own destruction. I. I think training sounds, is. Sounds like God's scared. In which case, I, I'm not gonna. Play. I win by default because it means because of the nuke. Yeah, exactly. You win so, by default. I win by default. Uh, the what's it yeah, called? God, uh, so up. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I would be curious. God's a coward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Atheist. I mean, yeah. Learn, learn that atheist. Come on, you guys mm-hmm. spend so much time talking about shit. Why don't you just go try one v one guy? Easy. Yeah. I. I and, but and so I don't know. Is... I don't know how that. I don't know how that works with like Norse mythology. Like you can, you know. Obviously, Disney can't copyright Thor because they've just like, you know, come back. But they and go can like, trademark. Oh, wait a second, that's they you can, can trademark, trademark him. him. Yeah, you could trademark, yeah, yeah. but it's only trademarking and they do have that the trademark. particular, but only for that yeah, Thor. For that, so yeah, like, sure. so you can't say it can't be like uh, Thor, the Norse god in the D, like the in the Marvel universe, right? Because like, there's mm-hmm. like Thor still exists, um, in well, other media and. 
it's not like Disney can show up and be like, nah, I own that. Like they, they can only say exactly you can't what do they were th- trying to do. Well, yeah, I know that they're trying to do that because Disney, if they could, they would literally own the United States. But they would like the, that. <laughs> literally the entire country. Literally, they, they would do Florida whatever they anyway. Could. So, you know, I mean, if, if they could, Disney would own any property that they could get money from in any other media. And the United States is in like every Hollywood movie. So, you know how much money you'd be getting from that? Crazy amounts of money. It's a lot of money. Um, but then again, Disney also owns to own all Hollywood movies. I don't know about that. I think they just want to shut like 90% of them down and just have like the two that they like the most around. Uh, yeah, that does. I mean, like I, I, well. I guess, I guess it's not even Disney too. I didn't, I think Jeff Bezos just bought or not Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Cause he's not oh, there no, anymore. Yeah. I, right. Disney isn't special uh, in this. It's just a factor of the system they work in called the, I, what's the term? Entertainment. Ah, dang it. I thought he was going to say capitalism. No, no, no. I mean, well, capitalism <laughs> I mean, is Venn diagram. Capitalism is just a vehicle, but it's entertainment that that's, is the that's gun. A good understanding of it, I think. Like that's the uh, it, it's, but that's that's just that's what happens, I guess. Like I'm I'm sure just like video game studios, movie studios oper- also just live on an operating of loss causality for the remainder of their life until some generous benefactor comes along and either like eats them whole. Or just poops them some money and flies away. But I, I think they're just always in a negative until they can't be anymore. And so I think I think the uniqueness in Disney is that it owns non-movie things. And so it makes its money that way. And then or it makes money that way. So that way it doesn't have to be a hundred percent reliant on a movie studio where like MGM or Paramount uh have like TV stuff, but that's about it. You don't see like Paramount land. You don't get to go ride the Master Chief Paramount Experience ride or whatever. Um, so I, I think divesting <laughs> your interest so has been uh, financially successful for Disney so far. The pandemic almost really fucking kicked them in their kneecaps, but not they got away this time. Maybe next time we'll get them. The, uh, nah. The only way to nah. get them is to... It's too. There's a lot of other things that we need to get before we get Disney. I mean, Not you can just use the proper legislation. It's just, it's just that, but you know, in the United States, mm-hmm. true, true. Well, I mean, especially Florida. You're not going to get proper legislation especially in Florida. Florida yeah, uh, they're not going to come by and like properly tax you for the amount of land that you own, and thus inhibiting from a actual necessity to be built in that land. But that's fine. Um, I'm sure people would love to live at or Epcot just- or something. The, uh, I think Walt tried to do that, and it would have been super dystopian. And I'm kind of sad we didn't get that reality. It would have been an amazing world to live in. The, uh, um, it's like say? cyberpunk, except without any of the criticism. So any of the punk. <laughs> so cyberpunk 2077. There we go. Yeah. We did it. All right, yeah. everybody. You can send in your questions to dialoguechoicespodcast at gmail.com and you'll get maybe an hour-long deranged pseudo-answer and then we'll ask for more questions. (laughs) Please do send more. And also the nice, well-written ones, not the ones that say that we're nice. Different. (laughs) Or Colonel's going to keep inventing new questions. I didn't invent it. You. See you guys next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye.